This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, more with Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. No sign, bro. It's Friday. Hello, everybody. WMMR Philadelphia. Housekeeping. No, thank you. Sleeping. Housekeeping, you want towels? Want towels. Need sleepy. Housekeeping, you want men for pillow? Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. You're listening to Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR with Preston Elliott. You will listen to every damn word I have to say. And Steve Morton. Words are like bullets. Plus, Casey Boyd. Lay off me, I'm starving. Kathy Romano. I'm going to destroy everything you own. Nick McElwain. I'm just not the, the hero type. And Marissa Magnata. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. And now, Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. <laughs> Sound effect, sound effect. Yay, he left. I don't know why. It's normally Casey's job, but he, he went somewhere. He had to get some coffee. Oh, right. there you go. I understand that. It's Friday morning, so we welcome you to it, friend. And let's dive right into the weather forecast. You'll know. Yeah, we didn't do this. We didn't do our Friday I think that's song. that's why he thought he had time. Hello, oh, well, let's listen to the song, everybody. Hello, Steve. <laughs> hello, Casey. How do you say hello? You sing, No. <laughs> you were actually in key on that. Hello, MMR. Hello to the listeners. Hello, everybody. How do you say hello? Hello, Steve. Hello, Steve. <laughs> so normally that comes first. Okay, uh, what did I do? What did I do? Did I put that in the wrong spot? Yeah, and then you left the studio. And then I left the studio then because then... I just assumed everything was okay. I went and got you coffee. I know. That was <clears> very <throat> nice. No set, bro. No set, bro. No, no set, bro. Set, bro. Set, bro. Here we go. Oh my God! Here we go. Okay. Housekeeping. Do we already go through all? We already went through this. Okay. Wow, it takes that long to get coffee. (laughs) Well, I do pour three cups of coffee. (laughs) You're like the coffee jockey. I am the coffee jockey. Everybody. And nobody has responsibility on his home without being asked, and it's a it's a wonderful celebrated thing. So we we forgive the misstep. It happens. Listen, you have you know. We haven't had a mistake like that ever in the 20 some no, years. We have, in fact, we've never had a mistake. Never. Show that wow. ever. Today's the first day. Let's like, mark this down. Saying? A mistake like that. <laughs> okay. right. Right. Yeah. Well, right. Is anybody interested in the weather forecast? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. We are going to have mostly cloudy skies day, slightly cooler to uh, 61, yet the very much cooler. Uh, stretch starts tomorrow. Sunshine on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Uh, but the highs are going to only be topping out around 65 each day. So it will feel markedly cooler. Casey, yeah. uh, the, the traffic bed is up next. Uh, oh, we do the traffic next. <laughs> all right, let's take a look. See, I'm all out of sorts. I know. I did that to you. I apologize. Let's take a look at NJM Insurance Group traffic. All right, Kathy, what's going on next? The Schuylkill Expressway westbound between University and 30th Street. We have the road construction there. The left lane is closed. Keep that in mind. All weekend it will be closed. Expect 
traffic delays. Also, uh, westbound, the exit ramp at South Street closed. Eastbound, the on-ramp at South Street closed. The Vine, westbound between Broad Street and the Schoolville Expressway. We've got only the left lane getting by right now. It's two right lanes uh, construction. Uh, they should be wrapping that up soon. The Ben Franklin Parkway, outbound. We still have the outer drive that is closed. Also, 22nd Street, northbound closed between the Parkway and Spring Garden Street. And then uh, in New Jersey, looks like we're moving along okay on 4255. No problems crossing any of the area bridges. This traffic report brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Save on organic Honeycrisp apples at Whole Foods Market for only $2.69 a pound through September 22nd. While supplies last, PS Prime members get an extra 10% off. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Hi, today is Friday, September 18th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, the Philadelphia City Council formally banned police from using certain modes of restraint on crime suspects Thursday, including kneeling on a suspect's neck, and voted to open contract negotiations with the police union to the public. The contract bill called Let Philly Breathe passed by the council requires a public hearing to be held 30 days before a contract is a officially proposed to the police union and allows for public comment on the initial proposal before it's submitted. The restraint bill incorporates uh, into law bans on certain restraints that were already in or were recently added to the police department's conduct rules, but it also applies to other law enforcement agencies that operate in the city. Under the first bill, the public won't get a chance to comment on the final contract proposals, but the bill stipulates that the city report back to the council on how public comment was incorporated. Negotiations are ultimately decided by a mediator. City officials including uh, Police Commissioner Daniel Outlaw and Mayor Jim Kenney, released a list of a few dozen changes to officer conduct codes, policing procedure, and disciplinary transparency that they hope to work on, some with the help needed from the council and others requiring the legislature's approval. Both the public hearing proposal and the bill to formally ban the use of restraints such as chokeholds, hog tying, and sitting, kneeling, or standing on the head, face, neck, chest, or back were introduced in June amid protests against uh, police brutality in Philadelphia and around the country in reaction to the police killing of George Floyd. Outlaw announced in June that she would change the police code of conduct, which already barred chokeholds, to include a ban on kneeling or sitting on a suspect's upper torso or neck because of the medical dangers. Pennsylvania's highest court on Thursday handed victories to the Democratic Party in an election-related lawsuit that sought favorable fixes to glitches and gray areas in the battleground state's mail-in voting law. The state Supreme Court, which has a 5-2 Democratic majority, granted the Democratic Party's request to order an extension of Pennsylvania's Election Day deadline to count mail-in ballots for three days after Election Day. It also authorized the use of satellite election offices and drop boxes, which Philadelphia and its heavily populated suburbs are planning to use to help relieve the pressure from an avalanche of mail-in ballots expected in the November 3rd presidential election. The court's ruling comes as Governor Tom Wolf, a Democrat, and the Republican-controlled legislature are at a stalemate over some of the issues less than seven weeks before the election. Halloween is fast approaching, and the big question is, will trick-or-treating be canceled? If no, how will it be different because of COVID? Hamilton Mayor Stephen DiDonato says a decision on Halloween uh, will be made on the 28th of the month. Now, the state of New Jersey says at this point they have no official guidance yet but in a press conference last week governor phil murphy said it will go on in philadelphia it appears trick-or-treating will go on there as well the philadelphia health department released a statement saying because halloween is not a singular event it would probably be impossible to ban or cancel and halloween's on a saturday right yes mm-hmm. so there you go that you got that los angeles banned it and then Already? walked that back okay they okay. walked it back and said we're not officially saying yes but do what you're going to do 
Officials in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania uh, say that they're working on guidance. As for the state of Delaware, the health department says it will be putting out guidance, but Halloween and trick-or-treating will go on. So it looks like it's going to happen. I mean, Saturday Halloween is the stuff you ate. You know, as a kid, it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, there was a great story, um, and I, I sent it over to Preston, so maybe we'll talk about it later. But uh, one dad in Ohio, he kind of made some changes to the house and how he's going to give candy out. Oh, really? It's awesome. It, okay. It, it's really cool. Because so, I've been talking to Preston about this. There, yeah, there's a contraption that I want to uh Well, that's that what this guy create. did. He, he right. made something. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, well, I can't wait we'll, to see we'll visit his. later on. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. All right. Let's do sports. <laughs> The Phillies lost to the New York Mets again last night. No! I mean, come on already. (laughs) Brandon Nemo had two RBI tying triple in the sixth inning and hit a go-ahead solo home run in the ninth to lead the New York Mets to a 10-6 win. Bryce Harper homework. Nothing on here. Bryce Harper homework twice for the Phillies, who lost for the fifth time in six games. It is ridiculous how (laughs) terrible this bullpen is. Uh, The Phillies. Have another doubleheader today as they open up a weekend series against the Toronto Blue Jays. Game one will get underway this afternoon, and Zach Eflin will get the start for the Phils. First pitch is scheduled for 4.05. In the NBA playoffs, the Miami Heat beat the Boston Celtics 106-101 to to take a 2-0 lead in the Eastern Conference Finals. Game three is Saturday night in Orlando. Game one of the Western Conference Finals is tonight as the L.A. Lakers take on the Denver Nuggets. Tip-off is scheduled for 9 o'clock. And the Flyers have re-signed right wing Nicholas Obey-Kubel to a two-year contract extension worth a little more than $2 million. The 24-year-old appeared in 36 regular season games and 13 playoff games for the Flyers this season, along with 26 games for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. During the regular season with the Flyers, he recorded seven goals and eight assists. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Uh, Welcome Friday. We have a few things planned. I'm thinking about maybe throwing in just a spontaneous drunk day today because, (laughs) you know, I mean, while Kathy was doing the news, I spilled my coffee all over the freaking Console oh, man. Here. The goddamn fire alarm was oh, going off was in the building this piercing. morning. We had the wrong intro. There's just been a number of things. You know what, though? And I've been having this dangerous trend lately where <laughs> things have been bothering me. I'm, I just decide I need to start drinking. Yeah. Well, that, which is Our not a good thing, and I realize that. <laughs> But it nonetheless, there is a healing power to alcohol. There, there is. is. There. Yeah. Are we overlooking this? Yeah. I mean, you use rubbing alcohol for medical purposes. Oh, Why yeah. not internally for we, regular spirits? We can fix that beginning of the show and post, guys. Don't don't worry yeah. about it. We'll just get you know, no. We'll, it's already out clean there. it up. It's, it's, it's There's locked. a vodka soda right behind you in a beer yeah, holder. Preston. I know there you is. Can, you can grab that. It's in the new Preston and Steve shower beer holder and uh, and Bluetooth player, which is available on the Rock Shop. Did we get a confirmed status on the? Availability because I know they were selling briskly. They, well, they are available. Yes, yeah. absolutely. We had an issue with the uh, with the purchasing. Uh, so, uh, but that's that's been fixed. And if you would like to get that now. Uh, maybe you'll receive it in the mail in time to have a beverage this morning, <laughs> along with the rest of us that are drinking. Uh, and not only that, but we also have Kathy's Fall Activities uh, T-shirt, which is uh, these these items are what's called a flash sale. So they're for a limited time. I think Tuesday is when uh, the wrap ups you know uh, happen. I'm sitting on the couch watching TV last night. My wife says to me, "Do you did you know that you can raise baby chicks?" <laughs> and I go, "Where are you reading that from?" And, and she looks and she goes, "Oh, it's from your show." She got sent. She got sent your full activities. Like, I know. We talked about it. That's funny. And she, I mean, 
You don't want to do that, do you? Yeah. She desperately wants. Yeah, so now we're going to go do that. Your cats want, them, want uh, you so guys to do it as I well. I said, hon, you sure do you want to do this in a house with nine cats? <laughs> But like, yeah, our garage is actually perfect for warm. it. Yeah, and you know what? Right. If you are going to keep them in the garage, now is a good time to do it because the you do have the room does have to stay you know decent. It can't be right, too hot right. or too cold. So fall is perfect for that. You know, fall activities. Yes, it's <laughs> exactly what that is. Fall activities. All right. So happening on the show this morning, uh, we have Mark Summers who's going to be checking in. There's a. Um, uh, some ch- uh, charity event that he's a part of, so we love talking to Mark. He'll be on the, in the eight o'clock hour. <laughs> uh, we also had this gentleman. His name is Paul Saltzman, and he has uh, created this documentary called "Meeting the Beatles in India." And the, the short story is that uh, he was uh, looking for uh, he, he wanted to join the, the Maharishi in India. Yeah, so it was, it was back, a big thing yeah. across India, and he <clears throat> he showed up, and they said, "No, I'm sorry, we're not taking outsiders right now because the Beatles are here." <laughs> And uh, he he eventually talked him into letting him be there, even though the Beatles were saying he was one of just a handful of people that was a part of that group that were with the Maharishi, who was this Indian guru. And uh, he got to hang out and spend a lot of quality time with the Beatles for more than a week or so. Photographing. Yes, he's got all kinds of uh, cool pictures that have never been seen before. He sat on this stuff for decades. I mean, think of the level. Uh, to put it in perspective, if you're not impressed by just hearing that, think of where the Beatles were at that time. And, <laughs> I mean, it's just astonishing that he got to do that. And they were in the middle of writing the White Album while they yeah, were there. Yeah. A lot of songs yeah. from the White Album came from that trip. Uh, so we'll talk to him, and also we have a, a local actress. Her name is Amy Rutledge. She's very excited to be on the show. I saw her tweeting about it. <laughs> she's morning. awesome. Uh, and she's in a movie called Renapal, really disturbing-looking movie with Will Wheaton. And you can rent it now at rentapal.movie. But, uh, yeah, we're going to we're gonna find out what it's all about and so on. So we have a few guests on the show. We give away our Word of the Week prize this morning. Entertainment Report. We'll get to that in a second with the stupid question. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Love Preston, Steve, and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Nobody likes a delay of game. And while there's been some uncertainty about this football season, Acme is happy to announce it's game on. So no matter what your game day's like, they've got everything you need to cheer the Eagles on. From snacks and party trays to beverages and fan gear, make it a season to remember. Acme, official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Do me a favor. Every time some little baby pain in the ass thing happens this morning, let me know because I want to keep track. Why, what I've else already happened? had several. In case you just banged his knee <laughs> under the console here, he got this look on his face like, oh my I God. Heard it. Yeah. I heard it over and here. And it was one of those, like, you got, like, A, it hurt. Yes. You got to be kidding me. But you got to yeah, be kidding yeah, 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 Exactly. I well, spilled coffee what? on the console. We have we messed up the beginning of the show. Yeah. She has one. Our pets' heads are falling off. Yes, yes. yes. Our pets' heads are falling off. <laughs> Kathy, what? What happened um, to you? So we didn't have Kathy's cuts this year. Somebody just sent me their ponytail. I, I uh, don't do it. I don't make what? wigs. Listen, I don't make listen, wigs. Listen, that is, that is sweet. That's it very is, sweet. Yeah, yeah. It is sweet. Oh, uh, my God. But I'm we just going to go through the process online, and, and I'm going to send it in because well, I don't, I, I don't I, want it to sit That box that's on your, next to your computer, someone sent you a finger, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to keep track. The All fire right. alarm went off this morning. Yeah, it was yeah. deafeningly loud. I spilled my coffee. The show intro messed up. Casey banged his knee. Kathy was sent a Preston, <laughs> what? I, I drove, oh uh, and so there was an indication earlier this morning. I drove past two, or drove behind two people 
who went the speed limit yeah. right next to each other for like two and a half miles on the stretch of road. Oh. And I'm like, you've got to be. I'm like, it's it's five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Somebody you, move you, over. You're, you're allowed to go 40 right. in a 35. <laughs> you mother All right. All right. Well, that's not quite. That's not level, quite. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll uh, give it, it to what? me. Give it to me. It's okay. Friday. I'll give it to you. No sad, bro. All right. Stupid question. I uh, got an email from. Uh, who was this? Chris Moore emailed me and uh, this morning with a stupid question. I'm going to use it because it's a all really right. good one. So we all know, or most of us know, that Video Killed the Radio Star was the first video that MTV ever played. What was the second video That's that a was question. played that yeah. came after that? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. I don't know if we've ever asked that question before, but I thought it was a pretty cool one. Uh, by the way, we're going to give away a carload pass for up to four people to see Nate Bergazzi at the Circle Drive-In Theater in Scranton. That's coming up uh, next Thursday. Birthdays today. While we are awaiting your answer, Saturday, uh, Friday, September 18th, Lance Armstrong is 49 years old today. Haven't really heard much from him in quite a while. Uh, but, yeah, obviously he... There uh, was a documentary that was out a couple of years ago. It was riveting. I think I've told you guys about it before. It started out as a laudatory piece on his accomplishments, yeah. and then everything broke. They stopped production of the documentary, and then he eventually was caught and admitted it. And the second part of the documentary becomes, dude, yeah. Yeah. what did you do? Yeah, yeah. so there's a uh, documentary that's on, uh, I believe it's Netflix. It could be Amazon Prime about this guy who, like... So, obviously, these guys are the best of the best. And then there's another tier down from these guys, and they are really, really good. And so there's this guy who decided to dope up for an entire year and document it the entire time. And um, and just to see how he would fare against these guys that he knew were basically doping. And uh, then it it went down this entire rabbit hole, uh, and it ended up uh, sort of uncovering all of this stuff that happened with the... Russian Olympians, if you guys recall, a couple I of do, years yes, ago, with yeah. The doping. Okay. yeah, but like these guys, and I so don't know if I'd start doping myself. <laughs> well, this dude, well, he did it under like doctor, right. uh, doctor supervision, supervision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was doing it as safe as possible, but you know, essentially, he he actually did worse the following year because everybody else is doping too. Okay, exactly. Lance Armstrong is forty nine. Uh, Frankie Avalon, the great singer, he dopes four seasons. <laughs> yeah. He is uh, eighty years old. Today. We had a, we had a brief uh, conversation with him when the Geeter came by one morning. He's like, "Let's get Frankie Avalon a call." And we did, and he was a very nice guy. You don't remember that? I don't. Yeah, no. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. We called him and spoke to him. I'll never forget because he said he was having eggplant for breakfast that morning. I was like, "Okay, <laughs> that's interesting. Oh, uh, that's great." Uh, so he's one of the all-time greats. So happy 80th birthday to Frankie Avalon. Uh, Robert Blake Beretta acquitted uh. after facing charges of murdering his wife. Um, he is 87 today. He, he had a stellar legal team because every piece of evidence in that case pointed to him killing his wife. But uh, yeah, he's he's. How, I mean, come on. If you remember that whole court thing, the proceeding, everyone was going, all right, he's going to jail, he's going to jail, and then they found him innocent. Yeah, it's amazing. Remember, he was, like, singing songs in court He was singing like songs in court. Remember. There were a couple of really good trials at that time. Um, Phil Spector yes, was going oh on. Oh, my God. Oh. So, Sorry. wait, um, he left his gun in the restaurant? I don't restaurant. remember the specifics. Yeah, it, just check it, Check the story out on Wiki and just read the uh, the actual progression of what he says happened, and it's absurd. He's 87. Jada Pinkett Smith is uh, 49 years old today. Uh, and they were in the news recently about their, you know, her with this uh, hip-hop star. and Open I, marriage. It was weird, yeah. yeah. And they denied it or denied that, that Will gave the go-ahead on it. Uh, but anyhow, they're still married, and she's 49. Holly Robinson Pete 
I like her. Is uh, 56, and she and um, Rodney. Rodney Peter still together yep. after all these years. Yeah, I yeah. saw them on a commercial a couple of years ago for some product I don't Oh, remember. yeah, I just saw one for them the other night. Uh, it's like insurance or some yeah. sort of home you know, uh, mortgage program. Uh, James Marsden of X-Men fame and The Notebook and Hairspray. Like he's a he's one of those multi-talented guys. He can do the singing, dancing, acting, all of it. And yeah. comedy, which yeah. I would not have suspected. Yep, he's uh, 47 today. Uh, Allison Lohman, who is also an actress. Uh, Steve, she played uh, the, the love interest in Big Fish. Yes. The younger love interest. Oh, wow. Um, and, yeah, she's been in a few other movies uh, as well, like Matchstick Men and uh, Drag Me to Hell. Yeah, she reminds me, I think, a lot, um, uh, if I'm recalling correctly, of Starlight. From, she's very uh, similar yeah. to Starlight. Yeah, very yep. yeah, similar look. All-American look. 41 today. Jason Sudeikis <laughs> uh, is 45 today. He's a lucky man. Uh, he is. Olivia Wilde. Yes. Uh, Saturday Night Live. Horrible bosses. Hilarious in that. <laughs> uh, so he's 45 today. <laughs> Uh, Patrick Schwarzenegger. Who's uh, he related to? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Arnold. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's the Chris son. Pratt. Yeah. So he's is he's the son with uh, with Maria, obviously, right? Yeah. He's twenty seven. So yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, so happy birthday! To and him. what's the name of the son that he has with the uh, with the uh, house I cleaner? Okay. I don't remember. <laughs> and last but not least, happy birthday to the United States Air Force. Yeah. Nothing can stop the U.S. Air Force. What is the name of that? Because I can't find it anywhere. Uh, is it it is off, off. We go into no. the wild blue yonder. Yeah, it's not. Uh, I, it's off not under go Air Force. Into the wild blue yonder, flying high into the sky. Take it away, Kathy. The United States Air Force is 73 years old today, youngest in the in the main military branches. And, of course, because, you know, flight got started a little bit later than sailing. So now are they technically second because of Space Force? Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I was, yeah. Yeah, but there, I was, it's wasn't cool. counting Space Force. So happy birthday, U.S. Air Force at 73 years old today. I wonder if they'll actually ever institute the X-Men, Preston. I yeah. they need to. Why not? People have powers. Their incredible Crying powers would really help this country. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Uh, video Killed the Radio Star was the first video MTV ever played. What was the second? All right. We will go to, let's see. I will go to James and see if he knows the answer. Hey, James, good morning. Hey, sorry to bother you guys at work. Nah, well, if you give us the wrong answer, you'll be bothering us. But what is the answer we're looking for? Pat Benatar, You Better Run. You're right. Yeah! I love that video. It's a great song, too. So it's done. James, we're going to get your information. Yeah, that's the classic Pat Benatar. Pat Benatar. The Chanteuse, yeah. Yeah, the short hair and the, the black and white striped shirt. She was... She's sexy. Sexy and badass, man. Uh, so we are going to set him up with a Carlo pass for up to four people to see Nate Bergatze at uh, Circle Drive-In Theater in Scranton on Thursday, September 24th. And tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. All right. Um, let's get to the entertainment stories. Uh, we will start with this. After being diagnosed with COVID-19 and shut out on the set of The Batman, Robert, Robert Pattinson was spotted making out with his model girlfriend, Suki Waterhouse, in London. Wait, Suki, what? Yeah, that's, that's Brad Bradley Cooper's. Cooper's. Yes, yeah. that's, okay. uh, yes, I was just going to say that. Then uh, this is in London, so apparently he's on the mend, and Warner Brothers confirmed as much, saying that the film will resume production. Yay! Uh, following a hiatus is the, the official statement. 
Uh, following a hiatus for COVID-19 quarantine precautions, filming has now resumed on the Batman in the UK. Man, that trailer they released, which was sort of cobbled together with just what they had shot up to that point, looks sensational. It will star uh, star Paul Dano as the Riddler, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, and Colin Farrell as the Penguin. And I haven't seen any of those guys in their characters yet. No, which kind of interesting. no. Uh, Andy Sirkis, excuse me, is going to play uh, Alfred. And Peter Sarsgaard, John Turturro, and Jeffrey Wright also star. Matt Reeves is directing. Je- Jeffrey Wright is Commissioner Gordon. Uh, the pair have been socially distancing uh, with each other since the pandemic, meaning uh, Robert and Suki. Suki! Uh, they were spotted wearing masks when their lips weren't locked and strolling around London. Uh, so they're back at it, which is cool. Uh, Lori Laughlin's request to serve at uh, serve her two months of time for bribery at low security prison that's dubbed a camp in Victorville, California, has been approved. Did they ever go the other way and say, "How about I do one weekend at Chino State Prison <laughs> and we'll call it and we'll call it even"? <laughs> yeah, that's that's an interesting <laughs> right. I take, tell you yeah, what, shorter time and uh, yeah, yeah, I'll do Chino. <laughs> The Could same, you imagine? The same judge who derided the full house door for being greedy at her sentencing approved the facility closest to her home in California, preferably the camp at FCI Victorville, the documents say. Uh, instead of cells facility, he features open-day dorms and four-person dorms, according to reports. Not that I ever wish this for you or incarceration for you of any kind, but obviously you have a prison right near you. It would be very convenient. It would be yeah. convenient for visitation and yeah, such. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, maybe I'll go to um, uh, Phoenixville. Or, no, sure. it's uh, Phoenix, I'm sorry. Uh, so, SCI Phoenix. Uh, long before the toxic work culture at the Ellen DeGeneres show, uh, before they were being uh, officially investigated by Warner Brothers Television, uh, staffers there at TMZ and the Rosie O'Donnell show uh, say that the cultures were famous for allowing bad behavior to thrive. So the, the TMZ saying the Rosie O'Donnell show had a similar situation? No, 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 no. That at TMZ. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the Hollywood Reporter has uh, released this article. Uh, a new investigation delves into some of the details and the culture at Telepictures, a subsidiary of Warner Brothers that produces Ellen and TMZ and produced Rosie until it was canceled in 2002. This is interesting. Uh, so this is who's speaking in this quote. It leads with a quote. I wish they would say who it was first. Uh, it's this Frankie is Avalon. A former Telepictures producer who worked at the company in the early 2000s said, uh, what you had at Ellen are showrunners who came from notoriously toxic environments. So what resulted was the worst of all those worlds, a place where the EPs, which is the executive producers, cater to the host restrict virtually every other staffer's access to the host uh-huh. and then make you work 80 to 90 hour weeks almost for sport because that's what they had to do. I kind of figured that this is the scenario really? that the figurehead, the host is probably not the hardcore taskmaster. The buffer between the people and the, we see this in general when we deal with celebrities, their handlers are the ones that are going to be the really uh, difficult ones to work with. Well, ninety nine percent of the time, not then, every time. So they, but they, then what? They pamper the big name. Yeah, they they say we're going to take care of it. You know, we'll do this and this. And the big name says, "Okay, here's how I'd like things to go." And then they turn around and then they do that with an iron fist. And the and the host probably doesn't see the goings on of that. I bet so you. That's, then comes, and, but then it comes back on the that name the as if like, okay, so Ellen is so right. terrible, right? Okay. Yeah. Doesn't mean doesn't mean that that it's not the case. But I think exactly. Preston makes a legitimate case. Think David Spade and Coneheads. 
that kind of suck up sort of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so among the allegations uh, made anonymously to the Hollywood Reporter, verbal abuse, frequent and unwarranted firings, and conversely vague contracts that made it difficult to leave, mm. overworking instances of gender dis- gender discrimination, absent or ineffective human resource departments, and nepotism. Uh, in a statement of the Hollywood Reporter, Warner Media says we are hopeful that our industry has finally reached a turning point and recognizes that behavior uh, that may have been tolerated decades ago simply can no longer be accepted. To that end, we take all allegations of abuse or discrimination seriously regardless of time frame and will investigate those claims. Uh, since Warner Brothers launched an investigation, uh, three top executives have been fired. Uh, DeGeneres apologized and several changes were made to the benefits and vacation plan. Now, she's saying that when she returns to the show, she is going to address this yeah. on the show. Yeah. And uh, I'll be curious to see what that's like. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah, I know. Mark another one down what? first. That's what I thought. Yeah, Frankie so. Valley is the person we spoke to. <laughs> yeah. Of the four, and we played played four seasons, and we talked about the four seasons. Yeah. That's he why wasn't I, in the four seasons. That's I why know. I paused when you said God in the studio, I'm like Frankie Avalon. Yeah. I, I didn't even have four seasons music ready to go until Preston said four seasons. So I'm going to blame it on him. I'm a dumbass. <laughs> Uh, thank you, uh, John and John and Chuck, who are on the phone line. Jay, thank you, right. guys. You're right. You guys are I was, you guys was are from right. the Beach Blanket Be- yeah. movies, and he's got like That's 13 movies. children, and uh, he is not Frankie Valley at all. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. I'm, no, 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 I'm, no, I'm no, leaving. It's okay. I'm, I'm now sad, bro. Yeah, I yeah. Am sad. Oh, my God. Oh, man, look, Wait a second. Oh, look what you did, Do John, John and Chuck. Do me a favor. Turn around to that uh, that can of wine in your yeah. and, and put it to right use. There. Yeah, <laughs> we could do a drunk date. When you guys give me a ride home, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Nick said he would. I'll drive you home. Right. Yeah, we do live fairly close. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll, Let me I'll just be... get my car Uber. No, I'll drive you home, and if you need me, I'll be in your backyard. Okay. Yes, please. <laughs> All right. So it's, it's too chilly today, Kathy. You know, Let me see. He, we we have a hot pool tub. is heated. We have a hot tub too. All right. Anyway. <laughs> You think he got a pool and it wasn't heated? <laughs> At TMZ, by the way, let's move over to TMZ. Uh, female employees said that they were discriminated against. A thousand percent. Founder Harvey Levin gives men preferential treatment, says uh, Bernadette Zillow, or Zillio, who appeared on camera on TMZ. Uh, and the running joke, she said, is that when a girl speaks, he doesn't look in your direction. It's like he doesn't see you. He really only listens to what the guys have to say. It's always sexist and disgusting and just mm-hmm. offensive, she said. Well, if you ever watch the show, when they're sitting around, they're, they're, it's an annoying collective of people. Yeah. yeah. And so they're all vying for their big moment to be the breakout TMZ reporter star. Yeah. And each one is, and, and the women are just as obnoxious as the men. And I didn't, you know, I didn't notice, but they all seem to be vying to say that outlandish thing, correct? Right. You know, I agree with yeah. you. And if there was one show that I wouldn't mind seeing getting burned to the ground, it would be that one. Yeah. <laughs> if you uh, want to talk about something that's, yeah. uh, you know. Keep Ellen uh, alive, please. And then by all means, get rid of TMZ. The uh, by parody the way, that they did Never Stop Stopping. It's pop star, hilarious. Uh, Will Arnett basically plays the Har- Harvey Levin and uh, Mike <laughs> Birbiglia is in it. And it's so, it's so spot on. And it's, you know, obviously he's amplified, but it's damn funny. So, Preston, uh, Eleven is always 
Levin is always drinking out of like this cup with the big with the big straw, uh-huh. and so they have uh, Will Arnett is doing it, but he's got this impossibly huge like jug, uh-huh. uh, and it's it, yeah, as Nick said, it's hilarious. Well, we're watching a clip of it right now, and he's like you know oh, hanging his arm over the cubicle, <laughs> like uh-huh. reaching halfway down the way they do on TMZ. <laughs> All right, so anyhow, now also there were broader cultural problems at Telepictures, according to THR, where execs frequently made racially charged remarks. Uh, The real one source told THR was referred to by some executives during the early development process as the, quote, the down market view or the ghetto view. The second source at the Telepictures offices at this time corroborated this observation. And a uh, corporate office employee said it was definitely an environment where I was to my face and about me told some of the most racist things I've encountered in my career. So they're taking a look at all of this stuff. All right, on to lighter stuff in the entertainment news. Jimmy Kimmel is set to host the Emmy Awards on Sunday, his third and surely the weirdest stint presiding over TV's biggest night. This year, the show will be virtual due to the pandemic. I saw on uh, on some some social media channels last night, were there pre-Emmys last yeah, night? Yeah, they do that like oh, okay. uh, for technical, technical. stuff. Yeah, because gotcha. like the Mandalorian won a bunch of stuff already. In awards that didn't matter. Right. Yeah, because <laughs> Trent Reznor won okay. uh, and Atticus Finch for um, Atticus Finch. Watchmen. Yeah, for one, for, and he won for Tacoma. Atticus Ross. That's better. <laughs> Excepting for music composing, the Watchman, fictional character, and lawyer Atticus Finch. I'm going to add another one to the Boo list. Radley. Yeah. Boo Radley accepting. <laughs> I don't know much about music. It's a pretty good speech. I know, hey, but they very honored. <laughs> <laughs> Accepting is now. How about I'd love to hear Nell's As Nell once told me, Sion Kong Kong. It's sitting right behind you, Preston. Uh, oh, you have to do this right tab. Come on. Don't oh, be I can hear it. Just it's calling it. to me. <laughs> I can hear the booze saying, Preston. I'll make everything okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're listening to Frankie Avalon. Uh, Prez, we're going to put that in the fridge right now. <laughs> and get that nice. No, and cold I don't for even you. deserve it to be cold. <laughs> I, I, I need it in the to oven. be warm. <laughs> Gregory Peck gets up there. It's an honor to accept this award. Uh, first, there's going to be no red carpet. Second, Kimmel will not have special guests with him on stage, nominees, or an audience <laughs> to join him in the celebration. Uh, he will be presenting from the Los Angeles Staples Center with a small crew. 125 award hopefuls uh, will appear live from their homes in 20 cities, and uh, they will be using equipment sent to them from the Academy. He's already saying, and I think he's it's smart that he's doing this, he's saying... Prepare for the least viewed Emmy Awards presentation of all time. Yeah. Uh, Steve, do you think the script actually said Cy Adelon Kong Kong? Or she just made that up? <laughs> they probably wrote something that was <laughs> just as a focus. Okay. But I, I think she was riffing that. No, you know what? I did actually. There was a documentary about that. But we're talking about Nell and the language that she speaks. Yeah. It was actually. Um, there was a documentary. There was. Yeah, they were, yeah I know. Uh, that somebody created that language because that's supposed to be the language she learned from her mother who had a grandmother, I think, right. who had a stroke and was that's the way she spoke. Yes. 
And so she was trying to convey certain things. Yeah. So she probably had in mind what she was saying, and they had so, words to replace what she was really being said. Yeah. So like, and again, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I could have been like, the, can I move on to oh, like yeah, other yeah, entertainment yeah, stories? I, I have a we like were... stack of stuff here, and we have several guests on the show today. I thought we were dissecting the movie. Now uh, for Tatiana Maslani is how you say her name. I guess is going to portray She-Hulk in a new TV series for Disney Plus. Wait a second! I heard it was Allison Brie. Uh, it's Tatiana Maslany. Huh. Uh, and it's uh, from Disney Plus, according to multiple reports. Uh, the orphan black star, recently seen on HBO's Perry Mason, has yet to comment on the news. She's super talented. Uh, in the Marvel comics, She-Hulk's alter ego is Jennifer Walters, cousin to Bruce Banner. Uh, she receives the powers of the green, beefy superhero thanks to a blood transfusion from her relative. Now, and I also heard, now, when they were talking about Alison Brie playing the character, that She-Hulk is going to be a CGI rendering a la Mark, Mark Ruffalo mm-hmm. in um, Endgame. We'll see if that ends up being the case. Not many details are known about the plot of the series, though it has reportedly already opened a writer's room, and it joins upcoming Disney Plus Marvel series like WandaVision, Loki, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. God, I'm waiting for these shows. Mm-hmm. Everything got, you know, I was so excited uh, because also it would have been sort of like a, a bridge to get us through to the next cluster of, of superhero movies. Yeah. And uh, we didn't have that. Uh, Maslany was a relatively uh, unknown, and when she began her time on critically acclaimed BBC series uh, Orphan Black in 2013, she's going to be She-Hulk. She-Hulk keeps her um, uh, sp- speech ability. She's uh, smart. As you said, she's a lawyer. Uh, and uh, it's a very interesting character. And there's a big sense of humor around her as well. High school musical alum Ashley Tisdale and her husband, Christopher French, are expecting their first child together. Why do I like Ashley Tisdale? So I like her a yeah. lot, too. There's something really kind of adorable about her. Uh, they shared this Thursday on Instagram with some cute pictures. Uh, her pals weighed in immediately. Uh, and Vanessa Hudgens had replied, just the freaking cutest, is what she had to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, the trailer for the table read of Fast Times at Ridgemont High, starring Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston, officially titled Dane Cook Presents Feeling Alive, has dropped after technical delays. Uh, the reading also features Julia Roberts, Matthew McConaughey, Sean Penn, Morgan Freeman, Jimmy Kimmel, Ray Liotta, Shia LaBeouf and Henry Golding. Now is Morgan wow. Freeman playing Spicoli? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, that was my skull. He, he, will, he will deliver that classic that line. That sound you just heard was my skull. Uh, the Fast Times of Ridgemont High. Well, that's my pizza, Mr. Hand. Uh, virtual table read will take place uh, Thursday, September 17th at 9 p.m. Wait a minute. What? That was yesterday. Oh, how was it? Go? <laughs> oh, my God. Look at Brad Pitt. <laughs> Uh, we're watching video of the the deal. And yeah. Uh I I don't. Uh, so anyhow, maybe the I, I don't know why this report says the virtual table read will take place Thursday, September seventeenth at nine p.m. Eastern time on Core's Facebook and TikTok pages. Maybe it already aired and I didn't even know it. Yep. Uh, it, it did. did? Really? God damn it! So but it was great. Uh, well, awesome. Frankie Valley gives it two thumbs up. Congratulations. <laughs> he said, "Oh, what a night." Uh, <laughs> We provide <sighs> the President Steve Show information you can use. <laughs> Yesterday. <laughs> I'm not marking that one out because that one wasn't no, my fault. No, no that wasn't. That was the prep's fault. Well, yes. hey, the, uh, the show intro wasn't your fault either. It's okay. It's a collective thing. So, okay. I mean, it's no, it's no one in this room's fault. So, how about <laughs> no. that? Looking, but look, Kathy, am I incorrect in saying that Brad Pitt looks a little... Uh, 
Are you serious? Beat up? Yeah, he looks terrible. He looks thin. Hey, he looks, I, he looks a little gaunt. Yeah. Uh, in this particular, his God. his his hair is is kind of messy, but he looks a little thin. I would love I, to look that bad. I oh think yes, Jennifer oh, I, Aniston. I, looks I thought terrible it looked too. like he was in jail. Like it looked like he was uh, in an interrogation room. Yeah, it's a it's a stark yeah. black background, but his his shoulders look kind of bony, right? Yeah, yeah they he do. Looks thin. Yeah. Okay. You don't look very good. Uh, let's see here. Well, this guy's not having a good day. Uh, a star. We, this is a follow-up. Netflix's Cheer. This guy, uh, Jerry Harris, he's yeah. been arrested on federal child pornography charges. Whoa. Days after being sued by uh, his twin uh, twin brothers who, who, not his twin brother, but twin brothers who accused him of misconduct. Uh, the 21-year-old has been charged with producing child pornography, so they have to have oh some God. evidence on him. So this is, yeah, this is wow. a bad confluence of events because Netflix has been losing a lot of, uh, a lot of people have been dropping their uh, subscriptions over that movie Cuties, which is pretty controversial. Oh, I haven't no seen kidding. it. Yeah. Yeah, me either. Uh, let's see. Melrose Place alum Amy Locaine is headed back to prison for eight years. Uh, the sentencing is re- related to a fatal 2010 DWI crash near Princeton. Uh, the accident killed 60-year-old Helene Seaman and severely injured Helene's husband, Fred. Her blood alcohol content was reportedly three times the legal limit. Oh, wow. Original conviction earned her a three-year sentence in 2013, but there have been multiple appeals and resentencing but it says headed back to prison for eight years. So they're saying she won't do eight. They'll say some of the time she served will go towards that. So it'll probably be closer to five or six. But Preston, Still, what I mean, this girl was super fresh faced, you know, beautiful young starlet. She was on Melrose Place early, Kathy. And she's in the movie uh, Cry Baby with Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, she was just comp- she got arrested a number of times, like four or five times in a row for DUIs. Oh, and then, really? And, and, yes. And then killed this woman. Wow. Oh, she. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, hey, is there a difference between a DUI and a DWI? Uh, I don't, I don't think, so. think so. I think I think it depends on the state, state and how they define uh, okay. it. Uh, but I think it's essentially the same yeah. thing. That's my understanding. But then again, it's me talking here. <laughs> uh, let's see. Jaden Smith is hosting the Solution Committee on Snapchat. Uh, the unscripted series will tap activists and his celeb pals in a bid to explore how social and racial justice can be affected and encouraging viewers to vote. Wait, there's Snapchat shows? Mm, I, I guess so. I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, the show bows September 21st, the day before National Voter Registration Day. His parents, Will and Jada Pinkett Smith, are producing this uh, event. I watch all my TV on Candy Crush. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, AMC has unveiled the first trailer for AMC's Gangs of London, starring Joe Cole, Calm Meany, uh, Michelle Fairley, and uh, Papa Isidou. The show dissects the power dynamics between London's array of gangs. At hey, what period of time are we talking? It doesn't say in this particular story. Nick just pulled up a photo and a trailer. It looks like modern times. Uh, in this particular one. Uh, Gangs of London, which has been renewed for a second season, is set to start streaming on AMC Plus uh, starting October 1st. AMC Plus? That's a streaming uh, service. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right, now this is really cool. A space travel reality TV show is being planned that will send the winner to the International Space Station what? for a 10-day stay. All right. Can we go back in history? And I do s- remember you saying this. I, this yeah. was an idea you that did. I was like, we need to pitch this to Mark Burnett or somebody right. who wants to go to space. How oh. long ago did you come up with this idea? Ten was- years ago. No kid. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So apparently they listened to the show. <laughs> uh, U.S.-based production company Space Hero Incorporated 
has already gotten a seat on a 2023 mission to the space station that will go to the winner of the reality show, also called Space Hero. Uh, There will be a global search for everyday people from any background who share a love of space exploration. Once on the space station, they will compete in a show called The Masked Astronaut. (laughs) Um, Yes. Really? With the, they just keep the face shield, or no, their helmet will be right, like a, yeah. a bird or uh, 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 right, asparagus. Right, yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Yeah. Rutabaga. Yeah. Uh, the chosen contestants will then undergo extensive training, including challenges, testing their physical, mental, and emotional strength. Deadline reports the idea is for the end of the competition to have an episode broadcast live around the world during which viewers... From different countries can vote for their favorite. Now, if they do lose in that, if they get voted off, they get blown out the airlock. Yes, yeah, okay. yeah, that's what happens. All right. So, do is there a job like that's just like the idea guy at like a you know TV station? No, there is no, no such guy. There's yeah, no, no there is. Yeah, there's there's probably I should be hired like as a as an idea guy. I got a couple of good ideas. Project some, development. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I can't like develop it myself or no, write it. And or, those people don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you need more than just a couple. You need like. You need to constantly be coming up with great look at, ideas. Well, look at the woman bunch. we talked to from local who who did the the, the floor is lava, right? So she, the number of shows that are pitched, yeah, to the amount that make it, it's hard. It's a hard existence. I'm gonna write down a segment. AC's <laughs> great ideas. Hang a second here. Fresh for the stealing. All right. While you're doing that, uh, there is a, a small difference between DUI and DWI. Do tell. Oh. Uh, DWI is while intoxicated on alcohol. Under the influence can mean alcohol or drugs. Ah. Oh, uh, okay. Intoxicated driving under the influence. Okay. Yeah, so you can be under the influence of um, multiple things, but uh, while intoxicated, <sighs> has to do with alcohol. Then DWB is driving while blotto. That's blotto, interesting yeah. because if you're on drugs, you're also intoxicated, right? I suppose so, yeah. Uh, oh, I yeah. You... I guess it's just different distinctions so that you have it specifically in the law. So, All right. Uh, after a winner is chosen, by the way, uh, the show will follow them through their journey to their space station on a SpaceX Dragon rocket. They're 10 days there with the astronauts. And their return to Earth. And the host, Andy Dick. Wow. <laughs> of Space Hero. The smelliest and Space Hero. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's great. <laughs> All right. Um, let's, what? Oh, I'm sorry. Is I it... don't have any movies okay, opening this weekend. Let's get to the movies. All right, we will go with this. Antebellum links themes of the past and present, creating one of the year's most horrifying movies. In this clip, star Marquis Richardson talks about why the psychological thriller genre works for Antebellum. One, it shocks you. Two, it makes you think. Three, it keeps you entertained. There's so many layers and so many elements to it that really just make you think, make you have a conversation that you can talk about with your friends. And at the end of the day, I feel like all art should spark some kind of conversation. (laughs) Uh, You watch Antebellum on Man Today. Here's the next clip. A deranged nurse seeks to infiltrate the mental health care system and those within it in the new Netflix series, Ratchet. In this clip, star Sarah Paulson discusses the after effect of filming the show's unsettling scenes. I just feel like I've been doing it for so long over there on American Horror Story. So it loses its potency by the time you've been running around screaming from clowns and lanterns and monsters and ghosts. I'm not uh, affected by it. I've become sort of numb to it. Where are y'all gone right? So this is the backstory of Nurse Ratchet yeah. from uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. It's kind of cool. Uh, it's available to watch on Netflix today, so that might be pretty cool. And there you go, your spotless entertainment report <laughs> on a Friday Frankie Valley. Night. Frankie Valley. 
Yep. Frankie Avalon. Same person. Yet two people I still confuse. Stop with the Frankies already. Each other with. Um, We have a few people on the show this morning. Mark Summers is checking in. Charity event coming up. We have a guy named Paul Saltzman. He has done a film called Meeting the Beatles in India. He spent time with the Beatles at the Maharishi's compound uh, and is just now created, uh, is telling the story and has documentaries. Seems pretty compelling. Uh, And also local actress uh, Amy Rutledge for this freaky film called Renapal. So we have a few people to talk to and things to talk about. We hope you'll be a part of it. We're going to come back in just a moment, so stay with us. Hey, gang, it's safe to say we've never seen anything quite like 2020. Challenging, uncertain, unprecedented. Go ahead, pick an adjective, any adjective. We'll wait. We've been through a lot, probably with more to come, but we've stuck together like Philly always does. It's pretty easy to feel helpless, but there are a few things we can do. Like social distancing, avoiding large crowds, and wearing a mask when you're out in public. It might seem like a pain, but it's nothing compared to what some people are dealing with. So let's do the things we can do while we have to, and we'll get this great city and great country back to normal. A message from your friends at 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. I was looking at this uh, story uh, the other day. Uh, you know, the wedding industry is huge. Yes. Um, That's how we made our money. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. You know. <laughs> then we got into radio. Yeah, and then, then we decided what to What do we do with this vast wealth? Switch gears. No, but the, the industry is, is very, very big. Um, and uh, there, are, there are thoughts that the industry, because of coronavirus, because of the pandemic, um, is it may be, may be changing somewhat forever. Okay. Um, which is interesting. So this is, a, according to this woman named uh, Jen Glantz, she runs a full-time business called Bridesmaid for Hire. So she's one of the people that's commenting on this and saying that uh, uh, even once it's over, think the face of weddings may change a little bit because of this transition that we're all going through. Does she uh, suggest how? Yeah. So people will plan weddings on a smaller budget because the size and scale of weddings may look much different. Uh, so people are realizing that maybe they can, because of this, get away with much smaller, much cheaper weddings. I, I think that's actually very a salient, a salient point because a lot of times, I think now more than ever, as you start to come out of this, you could use that. Obviously, in these uncertain times, we're going to keep the number small. Yeah. And uh, whether that's the case or not, you're you're uh, you know as far as your you, what you're what you were planning, it's it's a good out. Yeah, um, I was supposed to go to three different weddings this year. Uh, two of them were postponed until next year. Uh, one they're going forward with this next month, but I also know that the one that they're going forward with, uh, and obviously it's their choice, and the, yeah. they want to do is totally cool. But um, is uh, they paired it way way back, and a lot of the reason why they paired it way back is that. Uh, many people aren't going to attend. They just don't sure. feel comfortable doing that. So right. as a result, Preston, they're saving a lot of money. Yeah. And, and man, I, I have always seen and, and I've seen some of the ridiculous numbers that are spent yeah. on weddings and what a absolute waste to some extent that it that it is. And it's, it's, as Nick said, it's everyone's personal opinion. Sure. But Preston, I've been to very expensive blowout weddings and I've had really good times at pared down sp- our wedding was, you know, we went and had a destination wedding in, in uh, Puerto Rico and then had a party, basically, when we got back for friends. Not not the usual trappings and all that, you know, and everyone had a really good time. It depends on if, you, if you're really close to the people that you're going to. And, and all that is sort of a, a predicate for how the, 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 the event will pass along. But I don't think what you throw at the wedding is going to matter all that much. 
expenditure wise yeah because there's a there's a number of things that that you're expected to do and when you sit down with a wedding planner there's yeah. like a list of 50 things you want to do this you want to have these pictures here do you want to do this particular thing do you want to have people sitting in this way and there's a gazillion different traditions you don't have to do any of them no but as you sit down and start to pick and choose you're like yeah we should do that one okay we need to do that yep we need to do that one too and each one costs a little more money well that's mm-hmm. the thing i kind of disagree with what you're saying because there are there are things that you need at a wedding in order to make it good, and sometimes that costs what more is, money. What is good? I though? would say the music. Is it good? The music for... is like number one. So, so, but I, I words... was at a wedding that was absolutely beautiful. It was amazing, and the band sucked, oh, and people sat, no. and like I just felt as though they didn't enjoy themselves as much as they could have if they had spent a little more money on the band. I think there there are variations on weddings that aren't considered enough. If you're having a wedding and you're having people come from all over. And you have a super loud band that drowns out any conversation where, you know, people haven't seen each other in a long time. I To me, that that kills it. So, yeah, I could absolutely. That's yeah. what I'm saying. If, if you don't have a good band that knows what they're doing and I just knows the like, acoustics of the room. But what, I, what I'm saying is, why even have yeah. dancing yeah. and that Because you thing. dreamed of it your whole entire I, I know, life. But, I, but I'm saying, yeah. if, if you look at it, you, you don't really have to you have that. You know you what don't. I mean? You don't. Now, if you want to make it a, a big party... Well, that's what I mean. If you want people to have fun, you do. I know, but but maybe we we don't even have to have Preston, <laughs> you know doesn't I mean? pin the tail well, on yeah, the donkey, not... get it done? <laughs> yeah, but if I... that's not... Listen, if that's not for the couple and they just want people to come and sit and chat, absolutely, that, that's a different type of wedding and right. you can have fun with that as well. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, the, the mindset might be leading more, saving some money and and, sure. and not doing that part. Look of it, for so. variations. It used to be you would never see people getting married on a Friday, right? And and now that's that's a popular day, right? So so all those it's cheaper and yeah. all, all those shifts can actually because if you end up, I think Preston, to your point, if you end up after all this with an incredible bill, yeah, for for all this stuff. Why put yourself back that much, or put that much in your in the hole with this expenditure? The, the, you know, I'm divorced, but the year that I got married, uh, I think I was the twelfth of twelve oh weddings that year, and <laughs> yeah. and some of it ends up being keeping up with the Joneses because you yeah. you see your college friends and high school friends and whatever, and and I. I uh, got married in my 20s, and I think your perspective changes. Right. I know your perspective changes a lot from, from your uh, 20s and early 30s when most people get married uh, to later in life. If I were to get married again, my second wedding would be very, very different and probably a million times cheaper than my first. But, Kath, when you got married, um, how much of it was keeping up with the Joneses? How much of it was, was comparison to other oh, friends? No, I, don't, I, I was um, pretty early on. Like, I had only had a few friends that got married, and you talk about your perspective changing. If I did another wedding, I again, I would do it. Completely different. Not to say that I didn't. Uh, I mean, I liked my wedding very much, and I loved it was great. what yeah, it was I did. Fun, um, but yeah, there, there's things that that I would do different, and I didn't know that because I hadn't been to so many weddings yet. You wouldn't have murdered as many shrimp. Right. Yes. <laughs> no. I Most of I the Atlantic died that year. But, <laughs> but by the that's way, another thing: food at a wedding. That that's extremely important. If you don't serve good food. Mm-hmm. People are going to talk about it. Oh, the man. weddings that people remember are the weddings where there's good food and the weddings where there's bad food. I right. hired uh, musicians to play the reception, like uh, you know, before you went into the the actual reception. Reception. What do you right, call right. that? Like the cocktail, cocktail, the cocktail hour. Yeah. And they were like in the corner of this room that like nobody was in. Yeah. I'm like so, I look back at those things, and and it's it's there are little details. You go, why? Well, no, I would have put those people there. I would have put this here. You know what I mean? But like. Always hindsight is twenty twenty. By the way, Marissa is going to be officiating a wedding. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Your 
your future and and wants advice. But real quick before I, I go to her, I do want to mention that the, what this woman was saying was that she predicts weddings post-pandemic will be more personalized. What the couple wants as opposed to fitting what trendy bridal yeah, magazine yeah, yeah. show. I agree with that. And that weddings will become weekend-long affairs as opposed to just one-day events. No. Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you were with her, and then you yeah, weren't. No, no, no. In fact, you're going in the wrong direction. Hold on. She says... A Zoom call would work. <laughs> she says, to be honest with you, before the pandemic, people were planning weddings that just looked like everyone else's that they didn't really want. Uh, now, with so many changes happening... I think people are warming up to the idea of planning a different kind of wedding they never thought they wanted, but they end up being really happy with it. Keep an open mind, and maybe that open mind has your plans looking very different. So, uh, But, Marissa, you've been asked to officiate. Yeah, talk about a way to save money. Just <laughs> ask one of your guests to do the whole ceremony. Wow. Um, yeah, so my cousin is getting married. She is the quintessential pandemic bride. Um, she had to cut her wedding down twenty or 75%, so she's wow. having you know, a quarter of what she was planning. Think, think of the savings, though. Yeah, right. Well, no, because hmm, that, that's a whole other thing. You All ended right. up putting money down on stuff that you can't get now. Oh, that's true. Yeah, right. so, you know, that's a whole industry thing. You nervous but, about um, it? Yes. Okay. So are, yeah. are you, are you um, and I, so I am a minister of the Universal Life Church in Modesto, yes. California, and I, I spent... <laughs> I spent $75 on the complete packet that includes all this stuff. And I get asked so by you listeners. Can help her. I get asked by listeners a lot, Kathy, to. to, to and I, I, I don't because uh, what would happen is that I would feel horrible then when I had to say no to someone else. And yeah. it would start up. And I, and I, I think it's wonderful. And, I, and we support. And sometimes, you know, we'll, we'll do other things. But are Plus you. Plus, you really don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I mean, you just go and. I mean, if, you, if, you're, if you're, you know, if you. You can pretty much. Riff it, right? Do they have a specific type of ceremony they have in mind? Or are well, they asking you to create it from the ground up? I don't know, Steve. Is it- so just because we talk for a living, I guess yeah. everybody assumes that we can do this. But no, I think I need to like write out a whole I think you need to write ceremony. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I need hey, to write online. out stories and not prayers, but like yeah. a cute little poem or something. I Is it a Quaker uh, wedding? A Quaker ceremony? No, it's, it's non-denominational. Okay, because so Scientology, a Quaker ceremony is the the community. Yeah, uh, marries the, uh, oh. the couple. It's uh, I, I was at one one time. Jim uh, McGuinn, they had a Quaker ceremony. Oh. Yeah, uh, so it's 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 very very informal. Um, and there's a I, I forgot how it works, but it's a uh, there's no real efficient. Somebody says something, right? But it's the the congregation, the people that are there, that are the community that that are supposed to perform it, or something. Like Who does that. the no sad bro invocation? <laughs> Somebody will have to look that up. No, it's going to be all eyes on me. And so I've like started to ask some people about things. And my one friend um, did wedding planning in a past life, and she reminded me to you know make sure you stand in the right position so that you're not in all of their photos when they're up at the I don't want to call it the altar, but whatever that you know. Dude, you better get up be, on the like, altar because no one's gonna. To see you. Oh, he is so tall. They're both tall. Like yeah. she's probably <laughs> five nine, and he's or no, she's probably taller than that, and he's six something. So you I'm sh- just going to be this little munchkin in oh the front. God. You know, you should do, you should get our, our union uh, guy Steve, who's like six seven. Yeah, and you come in like it's like uh, Beyond Thunderdome. <laughs> you <laughs> ride on his back. <laughs> But yeah, so I don't really know. I mean, we it was it was a very quick conversation. She said, um, their friend who was supposed to do it is uh, lives in the Midwest and doesn't know if he's going to come in or not. So it's on me now. I have about over a month. 
Uh, um, plenty of time. Yeah, and she was like, you know, just kind of like figure out whatever you want to say. If you want to share some stories or whatever it is. And, and in my mind, I'm like, I'm standing in front of my whole family and in front of my sister-in-law who does this, who has done this for like 15 years. Well, get, well, get and her advice. And, but it's, and it's their wedding. So yeah. you do need to make it special in some way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I'm like, she's, you know, she's, because, um, She's my cousin on my mom's side. And she's like, you can just like tell some stories about Nana Pop. And I was like, what? When we like sat and ate peach ice cream in the kitchen? Like, I don't know. I I have no idea where to even start. I wow. think shorter is always better. You know, like an error on the side of of brevity. Um, I I did mine for my uh, I did my brothers a few years ago, Marissa, and I was really nervous when I did it. Even though it's my brother and my family, you know, and I, I practiced, but I didn't practice enough. Um, but like, if you're if you're thinking of doing three stories, do two. If you're thinking of invoking, you know, three passages from the Bible, not that this is a particularly, yeah. red, you know, do do one or two. Like the the fewer you do, nobody in the audience is going to be disappointed. Yeah, that. have Pierre help you write it. Oh, God. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> he keeps things yeah, short. So, like three legal pads <laughs> with coffee spilled all over uh-huh. them. <laughs> and then I met Baru Review. Hang on, I want to go to some uh, calls about uh, mm-hmm. weddings uh, in this day and age. Uh, I'm going to go to Megan. Hey, Megan, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Good. What's up, Megan? So, um, well, I actually am calling from St. Pete, Florida. Yeah. And Say hi to my yeah, mom. <laughs> every morning. Thank you for getting me up. You bet. Thank um, you. So I'm, uh, I'm getting married in just over a month, and we were had to go from 200 and 23 people to about 30 right now. 223 is a very large wedding. It down is. To, that is a yeah, massive yeah. reduction. So uh, as you yeah. are at this point, this close to the uh, to the wedding day with this reduction, uh, the pros and cons for you, what are they? Um, well, replanning a wedding in about six weeks is really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, we had to find a venue because we had to cancel our big venue. Um, so we had to find like a smaller place that we could, you know, get everything set up at. And we had to also now find vendors. So we had to find a caterer and tables and chairs for people to sit at. Did you lose any, so, de- did you lose any deposit money? Um, we only lost about $500 from our big ven- our, um, venue yeah. because we were supposed to get married on the beach at a big resort and since we're not doing that we had to we got most of that money back but luckily we're able just to you know reschedule or i guess give our um like our photographer and everything right a new place to go to just well, a new venue megan what's what's the up I mean, we know obviously there's a lot of things that are difficult you know uh and but what's yeah. the up, what's the upside to it the upside is is it's going to be very simple it's I mean, I wanted simple. His side was going to be like 170 of the 223. Oh, my God. So, yeah. He comes from a big family. Mm-hmm. Um, so, What is he, in a marching band? <laughs> <laughs> you would think. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be just like people that mean the most to us. Um, we're keeping it at just like our bridal party and, you know, immediate family. Right. At the end of the day, like, I get to marry him, and I'm at that point where I just want to marry him. Like, yeah. I want yeah. to. And you're going to say, I mean, honestly, you're going to save a lot of money. And, and I'm sure that 12 people, oh, yeah. the people that are going to be there are going to be people, people who are very important to you. And, and that's, oh, yeah. I, I know, like, from where you're coming from with this, Preston, in, in retrospect, when you look back at these things, and I I think people approach it in different ways. And if it's important to you to have 1,500 people, then that I get it. For me, <laughs> it seems, 
uh, you know, I've always said this. I'd rather have the 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 marriage, you know, be a success. Oh, it's yeah. it's one day. Yeah. You but you had a great wedding too. We did, and it was a lot of fun. But but I see the the really big weddings, and and I understand. I get it. I totally get it. But yeah. it is a tad bit showy. You know yeah. what I mean? So. I mean- we're saving. We're going from spending almost like thirty five, forty thousand dollars, and I think our total is going to be like twelve. There wow. you go. That's bingo. That's a you, lot of money. Do you know how many Batman figures you can get? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Megan. Did you have a question for her, Kathy? No, no, no. Megan, thanks for checking in from St. Pete. We appreciate it, and good luck with no your problem. wedding. Have a great day. All right, yeah. take care. All right. But what I think what you don't understand, and a lot of guys don't, is what a girl dreams of her, in, as, like her entire childhood. I know. So I know. A friend of mine had to cancel her wedding, she, but she still wanted to get married. So she got married on her wedding day, but pushed the wedding a year later. So they're going to have the actual reception, um, you know, the big reception with a lot of people. And she said, I don't want, you know, 25 people all with masks on. Like, I want to have an actual. A real deal. Yeah, a real deal party. But then I have, my cousin is getting married and she was like, listen, if I can't have the party, I can't have the party. I just want to get married. So it, it's just what the, the two woman, different mindsets. Yeah, two different mindsets of the couple. Have you yeah. encountered yeah. more women recently or, or, or is it has it become to this to this article and to this person and to Marissa's situation who who haven't been enamored of that massive princess type wedding thing and are opting for the more streamlined Let's make it a special, uh, you know, deal and and then move on. Yeah, a friend of mine just same thing. She wanted to get married. She just got married two weekends ago, and um, they had a very small ceremony. And she said, "Once this is all over and we can have an actual party, maybe I'll throw something and, okay. and invite people over, and we'll you know do a bigger party." We did that personally. Me, I'd rather put money towards a honeymoon, a vacation. Yeah. You know what I mean, rather than the big party or strippers. House. Uh, because even though even though that that day is super duper special uh, for the couple, it's also a little nerve wracking. Uh, you know, we're going through all that, making sure that everything goes right, and you know, so. Can well, you... and honeymoons are being canceled. Yeah, yeah I know, I know. Can yep. you register for a honeymoon? Can you register yeah. and like put that on your instead of my like, friend did it really, and so so that other people would pick up the cost of the honeymoon. So so instead of asking for just you know checks or gifts or whatever, they said you know if you want if you're bringing a gift, feel free to put it towards our honeymoon. And there was a site specifically for it, and people could. Hell, that would make so much. That's more. a win-win. That's that's the way you do it. You're you're the the what, what do you need? Champagne, yeah. sweetheart, champagne glasses, well, right. and, and nine blenders, or do you want to go to? Well, Bora listen, Bora. They were a, a little bit older. They were established. They had a home. They had everything in the home that they needed. So they didn't need all of right. those things. And so, yeah, they put the honeymoon on there. I love it. Marissa. We're going to Great Wolf Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just heard of a wedding recently where they are requiring all the guests to take a COVID test before yeah. they come. Okay. Yeah, it makes Which sense. I, pretty, I mean, still mask required, still being safe. Right. But everyone's taking a test, and then you have to sign a legal document that says you will not, you know, do anything uh, unsafe Stupid. between the time that you oh get a God. negative result and the wedding. Like oh, it's a little oh. crazy there too. If, if you're going like that, just just delay the wedding. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's was... 2020. You can do things out of order these days. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. You could. You can. You can be walking yeah, in. You could be word. walking to the venue and tongue kiss someone sleeping in an alleyway. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go to the wedding. Yeah. By the way, Marissa, yeah. regarding the uh, officiating, uh, this is a it's a little bit opposite, but but similar. It says I did uh, a text says I did my grandmother's eulogy last week. The key is to ask the people close to the person for anecdotes. Makes it more relatable for yeah, people yeah, yeah. there rather than just your stories. 
So you can do a little family research. I like that. And get some stories. So ask this gentleman about his, his the, the, the deceased, and then you incorporate those <laughs> yeah. into yeah. Tell his grandmother's stories at the wedding. Done. I love right. it. We're going to go to somebody who has, works in the wedding industry and has a differing opinion All on right. uh, the size of weddings. I'm going to go to John. Hi, John. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> Good, man. So you work for a catering company. I, I worked for six years for Jeffrey A. Miller Catering, which is one of the top 50 catering companies in the country. Wow. Okay. And yeah. and your uh, your prediction for post-COVID? I think once all this clears up, brides are going to see that, that all the nightmares that were, and they're going to say, you know what? I want to throw the biggest possible party I can <laughs> because I want this to be a huge celebration of what we didn't have. So are so are you, are you uh, is that just your perception, or are you getting that from evidence as you're talking to people? That's that's the way a lot of the brides that come are talking. All right. That's the way um, they, they just, you know, they're booking for, for October of next year, which is if, if everything clears up the way we're hoping it does, it's going to be monstrous. So, and, John, they, they would prefer, they would prefer like, as Kathy said with a few of her friends, no, I, when I do it, I want to do it sans masks. I want to have a real blowout. And they're saying, you know, pull out all the stops. Yeah, they want they want like palace throne room parties. Wow. Okay, can, I know you're pulling for that. Can, yeah, can the industry get there? Beyond my ability to tell you. Yeah. Okay. I just, All right. I just as Jeffrey Miller, we can operate you know twenty events of one hundred fifty plus people at the same time. Jesus. Wow. Unbelievable. That's amazing. All right. Thanks, John. Appreciate it, man. Um, let me go to, we have a number called, everybody's calling in. Uh, let me see here. I have, uh, let me go to PJ. Hi, PJ, you're on the air. Good morning. Vert the Furk. <laughs> Vert the Furk. That's what he said. Yes, that's what he sure said. That, we, that is, we a, have that. yeah, yes, carefully. Yes. Swedish chef. Hey, PJ, what's up? Uh, so I just wanted to call up and, and, uh, granted this all went down before COVID, but. Yeah. My wife and I lucked out huge. Um, we, we got married last November, and we were throwing around ideas of, of big, lavish weddings and something a little bit smaller and personal. And God bless my wife. She uh, came up with a great idea. We, at the same time, were buying a house and uh, ended up buying the house and throwing a huge party in our backyard. And we made it a week-long week or a week weekend-long party, like you said, Preston, and we got married on a Friday and had a huge party in our backyard. We relied on all of our family, God bless them, to help out with the catering. I had a friend and my cousin play some live music, Um, and then we also had a bunch of people contribute to a playlist for uh, the music so my cousin and friend could enjoy the time, and I'll say, if you do that, it's a great idea. But keep whatever we were playing the music on under lock and key because we had a couple guests hijack it and start just playing awful music. But right, I have right. to say, everybody said that the party was one of the best weddings they had been to. We had fireworks going and really, as far as cost goes, was just the alcohol and renting tents and chairs and heaters. And okay. we were able to put all the money we saved into our new house and the renovating and, and painting and all sorts of things. So I would say anybody that's thinking about it, definitely consider a much smaller, more intimate. Okay. I, I, that's cool. PJ. I, I, and I, I kind of, I've, I've been to, to wedding receptions like that. And on, on a personal level, I kind of prefer that. 
as opposed to and, and listen the, the the big ones where you know you've got the the, the band and the DJ and the, and the and you play you know you do all the tradition and now the bride and yeah. the groom you know and and the for the first time as yeah, man and wife and they come in and they do the little dance and all that stuff and I. That's fine. I get that that's your cup of tea, but... It... And here's Maury and Flo, who have been married for 30 years. Yes. <laughs> uh, lick his taint. Yeah, lick, <laughs> lick his taint. What is the secret to the longevity of your relationship, sweetheart? I lick his taint. That actually yeah. happened at well, a wedding. Sure did. We were all <laughs> Although there. not on the microphone. It was Steve. <laughs> Steve Dr. Bill's well. wedding. It was off mic. Whose Steve. wedding was it? Dr. Bill. Yeah, oh, John, Dr. Ours, Bill? Yeah. John and Dr. Bill. Uh-huh. Um, aren't they lucky? Yeah, they are. Uh, I was going to say, uh, and he mentioned about alcohol, if you are looking to um, to save uh, some dollars when having a wedding, if you are able, and you're going to have like a party or whatever, if you're able to buy your own alcohol, it can save you a ton. And like you want to serve an open bar or whatever. Make, make your own alcohol. Make, yeah, get a, get a bathtub. <laughs> Dandelion yeah. wine, you know. There's a little formaldehyde in that, yeah. so go easy. It's okay, on it. though. It's okay. Just yeah. don't smoke around it. <laughs> you talk about the uh, non traditional weddings. The best wedding, I think, one of the best ones that I've ever been to was on a cruise uh, in the Hudson River. And it was uh, in the evening when the sun was setting. And I mean, it was absolutely beautiful. It was, they did like a quick, I mean, I think their ceremony was maybe three minutes. Yeah. Uh, and then it was just, they, they weren't even, she had a beautiful white dress on. He had, you know, was very casual. There was no dress code for anybody. You could wear jeans. You could yeah. wear a suit. No, like, you could so do good. whatever yeah. you wanted. And when I, I even texted him, asked him, like, hey, like, what's the dress code? What are we doing here? He goes, whatever you want. He goes, if you want to wear a bathing suit and jump in, go right ahead. Like, it just was whatever anybody wanted. He said, I want people to be comfortable, and I want them to have fun. And yeah. that's what we did. One, one of my favorites was uh, one of my best friends, Ben, got married. It was a destination when it was in Bahamas. Yeah. And it was like that, Kathy. It was like a three-minute ceremony. They had a violinist there, which was very romantic. It was in the Bahamas. It was outside. Charlie Daniels. Yeah. Was, it, there was maybe ten people. That's it. And But it was it was like a weekend. You know, we stayed at the resort, and it was an all-inclusive. Oh, and, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. It was a great time. How cool. That's oh, they a- got divorced last year, by the <laughs> oh, way. Yeah. Just like, you know. So it means something. <laughs> <laughs> I did, as I said, Puerto Rico. We did, uh, again, it was the uh, uh, a weekend. It was about 10 people came down, you know, family members, uh, and then came back here and then threw a party for um, for the rest of the people. And it was very casual. Got a catering, you know, facility to provide the, the room and everything. Uh, and it was as relaxed as could be, and everyone raved about it. I so. don't care how close I am to you. If you're having a destination wedding, I'll come. It's really? Fine. Just invite me. I'll be there. No problem. Except if it's Africa. Uh, right. Yeah. right. Well, well, that it didn't happen. That wedding didn't happen. Thank God I didn't book that. Yeah, There's yeah. lions over there, man. Uh, let me go to let me go to Megan B. Yo, Megan, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Good what's up, caller. Megan? Love you guys. Thank oh, you. That's awesome. We appreciate so, it. So I got married in June, and I had a micro wedding planned all along. So we were only going to have 18 guests. Um, We got married at this beautiful venue in the Poconos, and it's actually on this woman's property. So she only allows 18 guests, so 20, including the couple. Um, But then COVID happened, so we had these plans originally. Um, I was just never into wedding planning in general. Like, I actually never thought I was going to get married, so I didn't have a vision when I was a kid or anything like that. Right. And our parents were pretty receptive, which was great, and we're pl- we're paying for the wedding ourselves, too. So then COVID happened, and it couldn't have worked out more in our favor, so we did have to scale the guest list back to 12 people, but a couple people couldn't fly in, but... 
We got married. It was absolutely gorgeous. Um, it was outside. We're outdoorsy people, so it overlooks the Appalachian Trail. And oh, that sounds great. Yeah, the photos were gorgeous. And um, Casey, we walked out of the idol aisle to tweet a reprise. Oh, I love you. That's excellent. Yeah. Fish song. Um, but it was fantastic, and we saved a lot of money. We still rent. We want to buy a house. And um, it was pretty perfect. So, where, so, so this woman, this is her one of her little cottage industries. Is that she offers her her um, her home or her uh, estate or whatever it is for weddings? It's called Promise Ridge. Yeah, and it, you can look it up on Instagram. It's it's absolutely gorgeous. So she does micro weddings and elopements. Wow. And she's micro the officiant, and she's absolutely wonderful. Oh, yeah. I definitely recommend it. That's okay. awesome. All right. Thanks, Megan. We appreciate it. Uh, this is the song. <laughs> By the way, a, uh, a texter reminded me. How do you turn this down? No, no, no. no just keep uh, it A texter reminded me uh, the absolute cheapest way uh, to have a wedding, period. Have your favorite radio show invite you into a parking lot. Yeah. 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 And you don't pay a dime for that. <laughs> that you was so what? cool. I think that, that was, awesome. was probably the most fun wedding I've ever attended. That it was, was amazing. Our, our mass wedding, we did it, what, two years ago? Yeah. yeah. Two and a half years ago or however long ago. Um, and that was so much fun. And you what? know what we had? We had more mascots than any other wedding. <laughs> we, we also had band. a good band. Yeah, we had yeah. a great That's yeah, why yeah, you yeah. had the most fun. Kathy's right. Once <laughs> once it started happening. Uh, oh, my yeah. God. That was so, I mean, if you stop and think about how cool that was. Who was the band that morning? Was it Drop Dead Sexy? I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, uh, if it was a... I don't even know. Was it... Um... Well, uh, hold on. The, the video's up as soon as we see it. Yeah. <laughs> You'll uh, know, okay. So, yeah, that was... Uh, we did a mass wedding. I think we had like 60 couples or something like that. And... Uh... I could... I remember like in the planning process and... I was like, you guys were so excited. I'm like, yeah, like, this is cool. But then when it happened, I was like, this is so fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe that's Drop Dead Sexy. Okay. Case. Yeah. And I was wearing my tweezer t-shirt, by the way. Uh, you were? Yes, I was. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, let me go. This just in. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, the chick- recollection this morning. <laughs> Casey Falls remember wearing his tweezer t-shirt. <laughs> the chick who just called in. She mentioned that mentioned song. The chick who just yeah. called in. Uh, let me go to, hang on, we have so many calls here, and we're going we're gonna to have to take a break in just a second, but uh, let me go to Rich, who is actively planning a wedding right now during, amongst all this. Hi, Rich, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, so I'm act- actively in the process of planning a wedding, and uh, we went to five different venues around the Philly area, and so many people had to cancel their main events, but they're throwing what they're calling these sparkles. So instead of having like this full blown, you know, 150 guests, they're having like 20 people on their pre-planned date, but then rescheduling a full blown event next year. So getting a date for our wedding took uh, some searching, and we managed to find something uh, all the way into next year in October, and it was the last date for this venue. But um, some I, of the price. Go ahead. I would imagine, Rich, that that we've had sort of that landslide effect that that securing a date. I mean, just by sheer volume, you're going to have to if you really want to go for something a little bit larger, you're going to have to be much more into next year to get any date. Correct. Absolutely. For the venues and even for like our florist and the DJ. Right. Um, you know, we were calling, you know, we're, we're well over a year out and they're all like saying, wow, you guys got us. Like this is one of the last days that I have available. 
And uh, so it's been kind of crazy actually planning a wedding now um, because so, it's so hard to find, you know, find what you're looking for, find someone that's available. What's the sparkle and, thing that you mentioned? What is that? Like a smaller so, wedding. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's instead of people, you know, since there, you know, a lot of people aren't comfortable with being in these large kind of events. Right. Some of the venues even have restricted the number of guests that they're allowed to have, like some of the other callers have said, you know, so sparkle. people are throwing. Like, sparkle, very, sparkle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> We have that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on the, on the subject yes. of prices for things, too, um, I mean, I know somebody else said something about, you know, people trying to have smaller, you know, smaller events and stuff. But like the florist that we booked uh, the week before we actually booked her, she did a wedding for somebody that spent like $50,000 on just. Yeah, man, by the time wow. your affair takes place, you might have centerpieces made of ragweed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got these Oh, uh, that'll be a hell of a sparkle. Sparkle, sparkle. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have a sparkle in my mom's unfinished basement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. All right, Rich, good luck with everything, man. Thanks. We appreciate it. Yep. A friend of mine owns a wedding venue, and she actually put together this big outside area in the parking lot because you're allowed to have more people if you're outside yeah. than, than indoors just so she could continue to have these weddings for people because she was having to cancel and you know, she felt so bad she didn't want to cancel. And obviously, it's her business. She doesn't want to cancel. Right. But, yeah, so now she, they're doing them outside. Think about all the rolling things that take place, how one thing affects another thing. So right now, we're having sort of prematurely autumnal temperatures. All the restaurants that have, uh, you know, that have been relying on this outdoor heating are like, what the F? Res- the weddings that have mm-hmm. been scheduled that are taking place under tents outside. And now, mind you, it's not brutally cold, but it does affect, you know, all of that. Uh, so, by the way, the... Um uh, they're, they're saying the reason we got started on this is uh, some uh, professionals in the in the industry, in the wedding industry, think that uh, that they may change. The, the, the overall, that doesn't mean the big weddings aren't going to exist no. any longer, but people might toward, trend towards smaller ceremonies, spending less money, more options uh, in the future after after the pandemic is over, just because. Uh, they're seeing that it can be done, and it's still great. So, sparkle, sparkle. Sparkle, sparkle, exactly. <laughs> if you want to have a sparkle. Sparkle, sparkle. Nick is for hire. Yeah. Uh, by the way, what is this, Casey? Marissa just wrote us a nice little note. Oh, it says, congratulations, you made it through a whole break without writing anything on the <gasps> error list. Oh, uh, hey. Yay. Yeah. One breakdown. Did yeah. she spell writing? Did she uh, With spell two right? Okay. Yeah, so. so. Uh, it's okay. So, But uh, <laughs> if you want to help Marissa out... With some suggestions on what she should do for officiating. Should they, uh, like... Yeah, just shoot me an email, marissa.wmr.com. Okay. Oh. Like, anyone who's done one of these or brides and grooms, tell me something you wish your officiator did. I need all the advice I can get. I'll, I'll, I'll write your ceremony if you want. <laughs> oh, that would be That'd really be great. Funny. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second. The Bizarre File is on the way next. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. Now. 3-3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, let's do it. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you by Robbins Diamonds in tax-free Delaware with thousands of rings and self-serve cases and absolutely no sales tax versus the 8% tax in Philly. Robbins Delaware Diamonds. We'll start with this little gem. A Florida woman stole a sex toy. And took off all her clothes and started using it while she was right there in the store. Well, what if you find out at home you don't like it? Yeah. 
then you have to return it. Yeah. So records show employees at the store called police to report that 36-year-old Teresa Stanley had stolen a pink sex toy from a shelf, Mm. removed it from the packaging, took off her pants, and began using it. I'm sorry. When you go into Baskin-Robbins, they let you sample the flavors. Yeah. Police said that by the time they arrived, uh, Stanley was completely nude and had moved to the stockroom area. I'll take this one. Continue to using the item. Uh, She stopped using the item and dropped it to the ground when an officer walked in the room. Records show the value of the stolen item was $54.98. She was arrested on charges of indecent exposure and larceny and shoplifting. The incident happened at the Lion's Den. The police say Stanley appeared to be slightly intoxicated. Did you see her mugshot? I did. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, that's a girl? That's a girl, yeah. yeah. Uh, she told officers that she had about six beers since that morning. Could this be the new riff on Cinderella, Preston? <laughs> <laughs> Who still though is <laughs> I love it. A video of an unexpected funeral celebration is making waves online. In the video, uh, people can be seen, a group can be seen surrounding an outdoor casket. The wooden coffin is propped up on two motorcycles and wrapped in some kind of plastic. Uh, The short clip shows a woman dressed in a black shirt and jeans twerking on top of the raised casket. That's beautiful. Over the course of just uh, over 20 seconds, a woman grinds, gyrates in front of a celebratory crowd as well. Twice, she leans forward to plant a kiss on the glass covering between she and her loved one. Uh, The original poster even shared a link to the admittedly catchy song Ella Quiere Hmm by DJ Yeo. Uh, And it was uh, captioned the tweet, If yo girl don't do this at yo funeral... Is she really yo girl? That's a good question. Uh, And well poised. One for the ages. Uh, People in the comments were split in their reactions to the video because she's up, I mean, humping the casket. Right, right. Uh, Several people noted the genuine distress visible on the woman's face and applauded her for sending her loved one out in style. Uh, Others found the entire affair disrespectful and criticized the funeral attendees for appearing to celebrate the dance. When my mother passed away, I did the Watusi on her coffin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She loved that dance. She loved it. It was her favorite dance. Uh, Police say that they arrested the man Wednesday night after he jumped his vehicle across a drawbridge that was rising in Detroit. Wow. Uh, the operator of the bridge witnessed the man drive his car across the bridge and says the driver blew out all four t- tires and crashed into a gate after completing the jump. Yeah. Well, that's what happens, actually. It does. TV yes. lies to you. Uh, the operator hit the emergency stop on the bridge as it was rising because when he, he had realized the driver of the vehicle wasn't stopping. Uh, the driver is a 26-year-old man who is driving a Dodge sedan, which, by the way, is what the Blues Brothers drove and jumped over the bridge in the movie. Uh, shortly after crashing the vehicle, the driver was arrested. Uh, this is a bizarre moment. A COVID-conscious senior mistook a slushy machine for a hand sanitizer <laughs> at a gas station. <laughs> this took place in uh, in England, I believe. Uh, footage shared online shows the elderly shopper, shopper strolling into a service station after filling up on Tuesday, wearing a face mask. He stopped in the doorway, and there's a good look around for the hand sanitizer. He quickly spots two clear containers with blue and red liquid next to the door. Beside a stack of birthday cards, he squeezes the handle and begins rubbing his hands with ice-cold raspberry slush. Man, this hand sanitizer's cold. Yeah, and sticky, too. Yeah. So uh, no follow-up on that story, but that was caught on camera. Uh, here's another story out of the U.K., 
a, a guy turned his disabled neighbor, uh, or I'm sorry, he turned on his disabled neighbor by branding her a fat bastard <laughs> and then shoving a hamburger through her mailbox well, or that's her mail just, slot. No. Alan Harvey flew into rage at Elizabeth Britain after she told him to, quote, get a grip following a disturbance at their flats in Glasgow. So it's in uh, in Scotland. Uh, the frightened 63-year-old quickly tried to close the door on Harvey. But the prosecutor, Mark Allen, in court said uh, he began shouting and swearing at her. He called her a fat bastard. Yeah, that fat bastard. And other derogatory comments. He then shoved a hamburger through her letterbox. That's actually pretty good, I mean, especially if you're hungry. Uh, yeah. Uh, you Thank know, you. I'd take being called a fat bastard if it yeah. means a free burger. What about the fries? Uh, he went on to call his neighbor handicapped. Uh, Harvey was later stopped by a uh, concierge at the apartments. And you're handicapped and uh, I run out of things. Uh, he apparently had a four-inch knife on him, and I guess that's Oof. illegal. When yeah. police then turned up, he was also clutching two metal poles. Uh, Harvey, <laughs> I don't know, man. He had a burger and two metal poles. Yeah, and a knife. Yeah. Harvey pled guilty to acting in a threatening and abusive manner. Oh, man. One last story. Uh, more than 3,300 Northwestern Energy customers in Aberdeen were without power for about an hour on Wednesday. The culprit, a bird, had dropped a three-foot-long garter snake into a substation. Oh, man. Uh, That's that, wild. Uh, that was shortly before 1.45 p.m. Crews responded and restored the power quickly. The snake lived, by the way, uh, but it was... And now it has superpowers. I guess so. <laughs> and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right. We are going to take a quick break. Come back in a moment. Don't forget, if you missed it yesterday, Kathy's Fall Activities, the list is up and available for you at WMMR.com if you want to check that out. And also a flash sale in the rock shop of Kathy's new My Fall Activities t-shirt that you can wear while you're out doing those activities. Uh, By the way, the uh, Fall Activities brought to you by Acme Markets, fresh foods and local flavors. And don't forget, too, the Preston and Steve shower beer holder with the built-in Bluetooth speaker is on sale as well. It's honestly a really good piece of equipment. How about a Christmas gift? You could start your shopping early, way early, (laughs) but why not? If you got a President and Steve fan, let them have a beer in the shower with this. It'd make a great gift. We're going to take a break and be right back. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Steven Singer Jewelers has interest-free financing online and in stores. It's easy. It only takes seconds. Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our next guest has an event coming up. He's hosting a trivia for a cause in support of Generation Citizen, and it is on Sunday, and we'll take any excuse to talk to him anytime. <laughs> we love him to death. And Casey was like, should I play the... A double air theme or a summer song? I was like, let's do a summer song this time around. I have something that's perfect to play. Okay. Shut the f*** up! That's good, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, I want to see what song uh, Casey picked, a summer, because I said just to play a summer right. song, so let's see what we get. Summer breeze oh. makes me feel fine Blowing his jasmine in my mind Mark Summer Breeze is on the line. Good morning, Mark Summers. Don't give up the day job. (laughs) Never. Never, never. How are you, man? You know, like everybody else, just hanging in. You know, I have nothing to say because I haven't done a damn thing in six months. I mean, I've gotten organized and uh, put things in files and, like everybody else, gotten uh, 
you know, our place cleaned up. But beyond that, I mean, uh, watching too much television, a lot of Netflix, and uh, what can I tell you, my friend? How about you guys? Well, How's Philly? Yeah, but, you know, it is what it is. We're, we've still been working, so yeah. life is kind of somewhat normal for us. But listen, one of the things you didn't mention that you've been up to, and I do like what, checking out, is uh, you post some really cool pictures on Instagram of you and uh, the celebrities that you've spent time with over the years. And I think a, a recent one was you and Jerry Lewis together. Uh, so you have oh, a yeah. you have a you have a nice catalog of uh, of rubbing elbows with uh, some famous people. <laughs> you know, when I started doing warm ups a hundred years ago on a show called Our Magazine with Gary Collins, uh, I was never shy uh, and always went up to people and had conversations. And Jerry at the time was uh, somebody I admired and uh, met him first at that point, and then down the road. I don't know if I've told the story on the show or not. We became uh, somewhat. I'm not going to say close friends. I'm not sure Jerry had a lot of close friends in any way, shape, or form, but we interacted a lot. And um, it's the old story of you don't want to meet your idols uh, because in all probability you're going to be disappointed. And I have this, you know, unfortunately too long a story. But um, he was a very talented guy, but he was out of his freaking mind Mm -hmm. and uh, just loved to screw with people. And he would lead you down a path where you thought, oh, my gosh, you know, I can't believe I'm friends with Jerry Lewis. And then he'd turn on you. And so uh, I talked to several people throughout the years who had a very similar situation where he would, uh, you know, sort of suck you in when you told him, you know, I grew up watching you. And then all of a sudden things took a turn for the south. And I guess the the craziest story was um, he called me to be on the telethon one year. And so when I got to the studio, I was told by Ken Stein, who was a stage manager, um, Jerry, Jerry doesn't want to see you. What he wants you to do is he'll introduce you. You go down and hit your mark, say uh, your material that's on the teleprompter, and go to your left. Don't look at him. Don't make eye contact with him, whatever you do. And I said, fine. You know, I'm here for the kids, and I'm happy to do it. So he goes, you know, ladies and gentlemen, Mark Summers, I walk out. There's piano music behind me. I read my stuff, and I start to go, you know, stage left. And uh, that, that thing was live. And so all I hear as I'm making the stage left uh, exit was, hey, Mark, come here. And it's like uh, I was told not to look at him, not to talk at him. And Kenny's motioning, Mark, come over here, come over here. And he's going, hey, Mark, I said, come here. And all of a sudden, Kenny's pushing me to go back in the other direction. And, you know, he did one of these, put his arm around me and said, you know, I don't think you guys know who this man is. He does so many wonderful shows for families and kids, and you didn't give him enough of a reception. You know, and so he's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and that's just, you know, one of the small crazy stories. But it was live TV, and what do you do if you're told don't look at Jerry and don't talk to Jerry? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I know. I've heard countless. I'm a huge Jerry Lewis fan, and and, and there there are just tons of stories like that. And he could be the nicest guy and obviously devoted his life to the uh, to the MDA uh, telethon and all that stuff, but uh, there was a, a great book written about Martin and Lewis called "Everybody Loves Somebody Sometime, Especially Themselves." Wow, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh my, yeah, yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah, and I pulled out some pictures of stuff I did with Dick, Dick Van Dyke recently, and you know, it's fun to go down memory lane. I, I have this storage unit that I've had for over twenty five years, but I haven't been in it in years. And so with not much to do, I drove over there and started uh, looking in boxes and finding, you know, a lot of uh, Double Dare merchandise. I didn't even remember we had Double Dare sheets and yo-yos and handheld what? video games. Of course. Are you yeah. kidding me? A show that was geared towards that audience must have had tons of merch. Oh, my God. We had over 50 items. And so uh, – and then I opened up this one package, and it was a, a bunch of green slime shampoo uh, <laughs> packets, you know. 
so, so it's, it's just fun. It's it's interesting. Now, of course, I, I post it on on uh, Instagram and, and Facebook, and it, now everybody wants to buy this stuff. So it's I, I got to figure out what I, what the heck I want. I to think do I had that green slime shampoo. Yeah, it smelled like bubble gum, uh, as I remember. Yeah. And uh, you know, this stuff has been sitting in a hot warehouse for yeah, yeah. thirty four years. <laughs> hey, that can only help. It, it really is. It really is green slime now. I have a feeling. I saw a story recently. I forgot who. It was a celebrity, it might have been Will Smith or something like that, who had said, and it was at Nickelodeon and at the Kids' Choice Awards or whatever it may be, and, you know, people get slimed, that he had said that the slime tastes, because some of it gets in your mouth, that it tastes sweet, that it almost has like a pineapple-like flavor to it. And I know that the secret of slime, they've been very protective of the secret of slime. Well, Uh, they have. Back in the day when we were doing it in Philadelphia, it was applesauce, green food coloring, uh, vanilla pudding, um, and and that's kind of what it was. Cause oh, that's a hell of a dessert. dessert. Yeah, right. yeah. A little sponge cake yeah, in here in so, heaven. Well, now, when we shot the new Double Dare episodes, they have a company that just makes slime for them. Yeah. And uh, they literally came over and gave us, if you're ready for this, six viscosities. It could be thin. It could be thick. It could be somewhere in the middle. And because it does sometimes get in the kids' mouths, uh, it has to have a particular flavor to it, but I never tried this new one. I knew what was in the other stuff, but this this stuff kind of creeped me out, so I never uh, actually okay. tasted it. But I heard it had a good flavor. Who knows? Yeah. Mark, uh, speaking of memory lane, you, you recently posted on Twitter um, your favorite TV show or one of your favorite TV show of the 80s was uh, You Can't Do That on Television, which uh, for me and for Casey especially, was that was our childhood. It was that and then Double Dare on Nickelodeon. What were your memories of that show? Well, you know, uh, at the time, Nickelodeon really didn't have any hits, and you can't, you know, people go and they say, well, Double Dare was the one that put Nickelodeon on the map, and I guess that's true, but the first show on Nick that really had a following was You Can't, and it all was because of the situation where if you said, I don't know, you got slime. That's where slime started on Right, yeah. Yeah. And and back in the day when they started doing that, they used to pay the kids literally like five dollars extra <laughs> if they were allowed to get slimed. And and they really did take foul stuff that was sitting in a cafeteria and and made the slime. And the kids, you know, who were part of that, who were now like forty years old, will tell you that sometimes it was like going to a garbage pit. It was so rank, but they figured, well, for the extra five bucks, uh, what the hell, I'll take it, you know, kind of situation. But you know, that was sort of a sketch Saturday Night Live show with kids, which didn't exist exist back. It- it was. It was honestly. It was. They were. They were sort of building it from the ground up, and I remember it being very, uh, you know, engaging. And and the effort was clear that they were putting into it. I'm curious if you're familiar with the Netflix show, The Floor Is Lava. I I am aware of it. I have not seen it. Tell me about it. Well, it definitely oh, owes. It definitely owes its uh its its heritage to what you guys were doing, Double Dare wise, and all of that stuff. Basically, it's that old game where the floor is lava, and and we had the 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 producer. Uh, the the showrunners from this area. Yeah, she's from Boyertown. Yeah, and so she's. They came up with the show and sold it, and it was huge on Netflix. And uh, but the set mark would remind you of your time with Nickelodeon. It's more yeah. of like an obstacle course, like like yeah. the end of of Double Dare. And they do have a, a time limit. It's a little bit longer than the Double Dare contest. But uh, and if you fall off of the objects, you disappear into lava. what appears to be an endless flow of lava. It's actually pretty damn funny uh, and inventive. Yeah. So many of these shows are tributes to what we did, and I'll tell you why. Because these people were eight years old when Double Dare came on, and now they're in their 30s and 40s. Exactly. And, you know, it's sort of an homage to what it is we did. I mean, I think the biggest ripoff has been uh, Ellen's, uh, you know, thing, because uh, basically she just took the physical challenges and turned it into a show. But the problem is it's very mean. And, uh, you know, when, 
when when she's laughing at somebody's pain, I, I find that in host school 101 not to be the proper thing to do. And yet it does great on the ratings. So what can I tell you? <laughs> yeah, well, what the hell do I know? Uh, all right. So what you can tell us is what you do in the trivia for a cause, uh, support of uh, Generation Citizen. What what's going on on Sunday? So there are uh, six people in Philly. You know, I, once again, I always tell you, everybody's got my phone number and everybody's got my uh, email address. So these guys contacted me and said, you know, we're six people from Philly. And during COVID, we decided to spread trivia instead of COVID. And they've done, uh, I think, five events so far. And what they do is uh, sort of emulate uh, various games. They did uh, Trivial Pursuit. They did Jeopardy. And this week, it's uh, it's Double Dare. And so if you go to TriviaForACause.com, you have to register. And then we'll be doing it on Zoom and raising money um, uh, for they, they've done five different charities in the Philly area, and, and this is another one. So you can go to the uh, website, triviaforacause.com. You can register, learn all about the, uh, the guys and girls who put it together. And, uh, you know, we'll have some fun, ask some questions, and um, raise some money for some people. And, you know, the people in Philly still the nicest humans in the world. Tell me about downtown Philly. How's it doing now? Are the restaurants open? What's going on? It's, well, it, they're limited. They're limited. Uh, they're, they're, they've added. They've upped it. You know, and, and honestly, as you well know, the the uh, – the uh, restaurant industry and the service industry has just been decimated in many areas by this. And you're starting to see signs of life, which is which is good. Uh, I Marissa's the one to really ask because she's down there all the time. But, uh, for, you know, for the most part, uh, we're still still creeping ahead. You know, I heard they put tables like practically in the street. Yes. You know, I talked to my friends in New York. They're in the bike lanes. They're everywhere. But the sad part is, you know, winter's around the corner, and then what happens? You yeah. Know? yeah. There's, exactly. th- so they're saying, I mean, really, really sobering numbers of restaurants that are going to go away and never come back. So, so um, you know, hopefully we can get to something that works and, and uh, get these people back to work. I wanted to ask you, uh, Mark, you were just in, in uh, or the earlier part of the conversation. You obviously, you know, Preston and I were at the event. We, the, we introduced the documentary about your life. But there's a, there's a whole other aspect as you're going through these memories. You know, is is it is it possible that you could do another shorter riff with footage of your, um, you know, just your focusing in on the entertainment part of your life um, with all the encounters that you've had that might be worth putting together? Well, it's interesting, you know, since, uh, you know, all Netflix and uh, networks like that are going through content like crazy, I've been contacted about the, the documentary, and so maybe we'll finally get that thing up and running. But, yeah, since I started posting this stuff, people are saying, you know, we should shoot this yeah. and uh, watch you go down memory lane. So so I don't know. You know, here's the thing. Uh, you guys remember that I was always on an airplane in a hotel in a different city for the last 35, 36 years, yeah. and I never thought I could stop. But since I've been forced, like all of us, to just sort of uh, quarantine in my own place, I don't think I ever want to work again as long as I live. <laughs> is, is that right? So you, you are someone I would have suge- I would have said no. You cannot stop this guy. But but you've fallen in love with the more sedentary uh, lifestyle. I, I really have. You know, I take a five mile walk every day, and sometimes I listen to podcasts, and sometimes I listen to music. Sometimes I talk to friends. Sometimes I just sort of commune with nature. And it's one of my favorite parts of the day. And, um, you know, this sort of hanging out and doing nothing thing. Look, I'll be 69 in November. You know, how much longer can I run around and be a crazy man? And so I'm actually, you know, the thing I miss the most, obviously, is traveling. I haven't been to Philly in six months. Uh, I wanted to go to Europe this summer. You know, I don't think we're going there for another two years, probably because of what's going on. So I've had to learn, like all of us, is to sort of change my life. 
And uh, my blood pressure is the lowest it's <laughs> ever been in my entire life. Wow. And I'm, I'm sort of enjoying this time. Uh, you know, the best part for me with a guy with OCD, nobody can come to my house, so I'm in heaven. <laughs> yeah, it's just this, wonderful. This, well, well, now, yeah. but, but you can continue to do your snuff films from the basement, correct? Well, <laughs> I can always count on you. <laughs> <laughs> but if you know anything about California, we don't have basements, so I have to, you know, put one of those little shacks in the back. Uh, right, right, understood. Well, yeah. speaking of California and the current situation, what's the story like with the uh, with the fires and everything? And I mean, you, uh, you know, I mean, you you obviously have you've been up close and personal. Yeah. Where where are they juxtaposed to you right now? Well, I'm in Santa Barbara, so south of us, just south of uh, Los Angeles, there's some bad fires. Uh, and there's an area called Palmdale, which is, is also being hit. But north of us in uh, Big Sur, uh, it's about uh, eh, 200 miles north, uh, that smoke has been crazy. I mean, the sunrises and the sunsets have been insane. I, I think I posted some on social media. Uh, but the air here, when you wake up, it's gray. It's Armageddon-ish. And um, I've been told over the last four or five days, which sadly I wouldn't, wasn't able to go out and walk because the air quality is just horrendous. I mean, you can taste particles in the air. Oh, and, uh, yeah, so um, it, it's not good. What can I tell you? It's just horrible. And the world is coming to an end. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you uh, met Jerry you know. Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's coming to an end. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's sad to me, oh. but it, it, it's Earth telling us to, you know, calm the F down yeah. and, uh, you know, look at what we've done. And maybe uh, we need to slow life down in general for all of us. And let's not even talk about uh, what's happening November 3rd. That, that'll send me off on a whole other tangent. But, uh what can I say? You know, we're all in it together, and let's keep our fingers crossed. And yep. Everybody vote. And vote for the right person, whoever you think that might be, you know? Good advice. All right, my man. Uh, we'll point people in the direction of this event, which is on Saturday. And we and we actually have a link to it on uh, WMMR.com if you would like to support uh, Generation Citizens. So always great to catch up, Mark. We're happy you're doing well, and uh, we'll talk again soon, okay? You guys be well. Thanks so much for the call. Anytime. Mark Summers. Yeah. Guys. Oh, this is summer in the city. Yeah. Okay. Summer nice. in the city. Back of my town. Summer in the city. Back of my neck and dirty. Hey, don't know the words. We have a couple of uh, <laughs> minutes to play around with, uh, and we, you know, we were talking about Mark and his social media post, and uh, there were two notable. There's always some notable uh, MMR staff members uh, posts on social media. <laughs> uh, one of them yesterday was um, Jackson. Oh my God. And his chiseled. Uh, self for this uh, Philadoptables. Uh, oh, do you do the calendar? Yeah. It's like no fair. And you know what? I thought so too when I looked at it. And it I'm like, you so know what? Hard. But hang on. Okay. I said, it, I said to myself, you know, if I look that like that, you're goddamn right. I would be posting a picture totally. of myself. So I was only mad yeah. for a split second. I I did post on there. I said since I single handedly reignited his interest in martial arts, mm. that I take full responsibility for his. That you get to physique. sleep with him first. I get to have him first. <laughs> you know, we have had a few people here in the Philadelphia's calendar, like uh, uh, Glenn. Glenn. Glenn yes, yes, it was yeah. also in, in it as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, go. I look at Jackson differently now. I was like, oh. Hey! Oh, Didn't know that was under there, Jackson? did you? Uh, Jackson is uh, L ripped big time. He's well, he, he owns a freaking jujitsu studio, yeah. so he's in great shape. Look at that comment at the bottom, though. Uh, it says, "Kudos to the airbrush artist." <laughs> no, that's him, man. 
That's Jackson. So that was the other one. And then the other notable post was from the voice you just heard, Chuck D'Amico, assistant Good morning, program everybody. Director yeah. of WMMR, the guy who puts together the back-to-school A to Z. Yeah, yeah I invented this, the alphabet. Uh, he did. <laughs> but he posted something that I had to comment on social media yesterday, uh, and I'll read it verbatim. It says, I try not to get too political and you can unfriend me if you want to, but plain M&Ms are way better than these stupid things, meaning the peanut M&Ms. <laughs> this guy. You're out of your mind. Yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah, You're no. out of your uh, mind. Chuck, I'm with you on that. What? I appreciate you that. Guys, I, don't hate you peanut, I don't hate peanut M&Ms, but I'm regular M&Ms are way better. I'm with you. Absolutely. Dude, so wait, regular so, M&Ms are like... Like 10th on the list nah, of M&M's. No, nah, there's only two M&M's. Everything else is, mm-hmm. is a waste of time. But it's really, listen, this is really second level candy thinking, okay? Because the concept of peanuts and chocolate together is, is brilliant. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a tale as old as time. It's perfect. The problem with peanut M&M's, it's really a scientific issue. It's, it's, the, ra- the ratio is really bad. You, I'm with you. It's the, too much the peanut. peanut to chocolate ratio is terrible. The peanuts I, are too I, big. I yeah. love yes. peanut M and M's. Uh, I love peanut M and M's, and I love them uh, equally to the regular M and M's. I think the the new addition to the M and M realm that is actually quite viable has been the brownie M and M's. Mm. Have you tried those? No, I, I have mean, not tried them. No. But the other issue is they're very inconsistent. Sometimes the peanuts are big. Sometimes the peanuts are small. You don't know what you're going to get. Man. Well, that's the beauty of it. All. Nah, I hate but that. But the layer of chocolate on that is just way too I'm thin. With you, I see. I want to touch on what Steven said. The brownie M uh, Ms. I have not had those yet, but I see those other flavors outside of peanut and regular M Ms as novelties. Yeah, I, I yeah, think me too. I, I think they're ephemeral, and I think they are are just. They're not here. They're not long for this world. Well, yes. No, no, no. But caramel ones. Right. Caramel so on. ones are here to stay, bros. Yeah, I, I think you just girl. I, I, I'd rather go with a straight-up caramel candy. Yeah. Than, okay. than, so, But I, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, but it's like here's to get one time. Here's yeah. what M&Ms are here to stay. Uh, caramel, mm-hmm. peanut butter, pretzel, the crisp, and then there are mint ones as well. You just well, named right? all the M&Ms. Yeah, those are all <laughs> here to stay. Yeah. And they're all right. here to stay, okay. dudes. Uh, by the way, if you, don't, if you don't like the peanut to M&M ratio... You should do what my family's been doing for uh, as long as I can remember. You And we used to do this for parties all the time. Mm-hmm. You get the plain M&Ms, and you buy peanuts, and yeah. you put them in a bowl together, no. and then oh you're good to go. God. Listen, what? my Casey. wife did that. We had a giant bowl of them at the house. My, she mixed them. <laughs> I'm surprised I was, you're still with her. I was separating them for a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what? I put my hand in there. Just... I got to look at them all. I can't just eat them. I got to take the peanut ones out. Because I, I understand your ratio It's, it's, it's a lot issue of work, here. man. Two M&M's per peanut is is a perfect ratio. Well, wait a second. When we are talking about the M&M's, Ooh, are, are we talking about the almond? Uh, I love the almond mm-hmm. uh, M&M's. Uh, those, so no, we're talking about peanut. Okay, yeah. It's I do a different, love the, different I, nut. I do love the almond m and um, So I see, uh, when I see regular M&M's, sure, they're tasty, they're fine. Uh, but to me, the peanut M&M's are more like a meal. Uh, <laughs> That's like lunch. You, you yeah. get yes. You're, you're getting you're more, getting protein. You're, yeah. Yes. You're getting more you can sustenance. invite friends over for a meal. Right. <laughs> I always, no, what's for dinner tonight? Right. I'm with Casey. <laughs> if if I'm gonna buy and and if if I'm gonna fly, I'm almost always if I'm gonna get a candy, I'm almost hmm. always gonna purchase peanut M and M's. Same. Mm. 
Wonder Twin Powers. Oh, here, here, an air high five. It's my automatic go-to for um, if I'm going to go to see a movie. I mm-hmm. buy the peanut M&Ms. Uh, you can um, yeah. F off with the fun size because that's not fun at all. I need, I need a family that. size. Oh, if you have, have you seen how the new flavors like the brownie, the bags that they come into? Yeah. It, it, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a big joke. It's hilarious. And it's actually it's adorable that this is supposed to be a sharing we, size. Yeah. We have, we have a friend named Jim. He uh, uh, brought in a, uh, like a carton of M&Ms for us maybe a year or two yeah. ago. Do you guys remember those? I like do. They were plain uh, M&Ms. Yeah. Yeah. What did you get? I was, I've never been so fat in my life. <laughs> the other, seriously, I gained a ton of weight, and there's a picture of it. Um, yeah. But, no, the other mixture in that was there were the dark chocolate M&Ms mixed right. in there. Dark and they look just excellent. like the regular M&Ms, and that's... Yes, man. So oh, you don't like dark chocolate M and M's? No. Oh my God, that is exactly what I like. Chuck it, doesn't like fruit. I know. <laughs> you know? Oh, wait a second. They, they make mint. fruit M and M's. Dark chocolate peanut M and M's. Dark chocolate almond M and M's. They have you know, mint dark chocolate M and M's. See, here's a there's a liability. There's mint an issue. Peanut. I'm sorry. There's an issue with mint. What? Sometimes when they're doing the mint flavor, it can, it can be chemical tasting, and yeah. I, I yeah. You, to get that minty flavor. Well, and you can't eat. A bag of that. That's yes, like you, you eat like you three me? of them, and then I, I, I agree. With you. It's good. like when you have after after eight dinner mints. Steve, I used to eat like the a... whole package of those things. Did you? Yeah, 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 each, yeah. They're yeah. those little individual yeah, foils. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'd, there'd be a mess. All I've over only my had bed. seventy. They're so wafer thin. <laughs> now wait a minute. I am seeing all kinds of flavors here. We're scrolling through these that I've never seen before. Mega peanut. Hey, what's that? Hell mean? yes. No. Does that mean bigger peanuts or more chocolate? Probably means bigger peanuts, but bigger nuts in your mouth. Coffee nut. I don't know that one. Scroll through. And Steve, I've never seen the brownie ones. Um, dark chocolate, uh, what, minis? minis? Yeah, that's a, that's a waste. Almond. Keep scrolling. Those are fun for, like, uh, if you're decorating cookies. They're not fun. No. Crispy. Crisp, <laughs> crispy's good, man. That It's like individual Nestle's. Uh, uh, they're good. It's like air in there. No, no, no. Well, it's like it's like it's actually like Nestle's. It's like yeah. little little round Nestle's. It's bars. a texture thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, pretzel, peanut butter. Scroll, yeah, pretzels are good. Scroll, please. Pretzels are good. Peanut butter. My my ex girlfriend. That was like there their go to. They always had peanut butter M and M's in their in their little candy jar. That's the end, Preston. That's it. That's yeah. it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't see brownie. That must be brand new, Steve. Uh, it's Wait, fairly white, new. White chocolate. No. Sna- what? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no white chocolate. Okay. That's so dumb. Not even chocolate. Not even chocolate. Come yes. up with a different word for it. Like oh, one second. Or something. Snack mix peanut and snack mix milk. Uh, chocolate. Okay. So, and now we're back to the, the beginning. I find white chocolate to be far too sweet. Uh, yeah, there's something, you can't eat a lot. No. Of, or at least I don't eat a lot yeah. of white chocolate. What Target has the uh, fudge brownie M&M. Okay, mm. they're, they're actually you can you can find them at uh, CVS or wherever okay. other where other contraceptives are sold. <laughs> I got I got I got to sample those. Yeah, uh, what I feel I, bad for you, Chuck. I, at peanut M and M's, I think they're like my favorite candy overall. Well, I think you, they rank them you, number one. You can have yeah. mine then. Do you <laughs> like Do you like Mounds bars? No, because uh, I like almond joy. I like the almond joys. I like Mounds regular Mounds, but I love almond joys. Yeah. Yeah, there aren't well, many sometimes candies. you feel like a nut, and sometimes you don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't you think there's many peanut-based candies that I would eat. I don't think, but I do like peanuts. Hmm. But, <laughs> All right, but and I like peanut butter. Oh, and I love Reese's cups. Wait, I... see, see the original Reese's cups. They went and messed with those too. Like, yeah, they did. Like okay. the, the little unwrapped ones. So the listen, little, the, there's not enough peanut butter. In it. It's no. a ratio thing. It's too much chocolate. It is. <laughs> if you want to get Chuck. hands down the best <laughs> consistency as far as peanut butter cups are concerned, right? You got to get the king size packages. For some reason, they're the like. Oh, with the four in them? Yeah. Dude, I eat three of them. Uh-huh. Yeah. So now, like the, the peanut butter eggs, which you get around uh, Easter, yeah. that has 
too much peanut butter. It's a little too, too much peanut butter. Much. The, chocolate. the chocolate is thin. The chocolate it's is like, thin around they're the edges. They're like insulin eggs. They're See, perfect. This is back to the politics thing. You have to trust the scientists. The the the, the, <laughs> the ratio in the peanut M M&M and M is off. Yeah. And the inconsistency with the size of the nuts, you can't trust them, man. Science is always evolving, yeah. and different theories are proven correct. But, and you have yeah. to realize that there was, the nut-to-ratio level is exactly correct now. Chuck, there have been failures in the past, but they're right, they're right now. Mm-hmm. Every I, once no. in a while, you'll get the tiny peanut with enough chocolate around that's it. And you're like, yeah, no. but, I, you're like, like, but then you're like, oh, okay, right, I do well, then like they had peanut it right. M&M. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes right. the ratio's off. All right, I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, I also want to say something to uh, our British listeners right now. Shut up with your chocolate is better than our chocolate. Chocolate. <laughs> Shut up. Your chocolate sucks. I don't like about? British chocolate. I have a friend who's from Manchester. She can't stand American chocolate. Oh. She yeah. just can't stand no, it. No, right, a, right. a lot of Brits don't like American chocolate. It, it does taste different. Theirs is a little bit more rich, I think, and, yeah. and therefore they've gotten... Listen, it's whatever you've got. It's not you. Swiss chocolate, which you've is grown up with. Yeah, I mean, a, a much a whole a game changer. I think we can all agree because that's... Uh, it's from Switzerland. Yeah. yeah. I think we learned two things. Right. I, I'm right about the peanut. Nope. M&Ms. No, I didn't and there's, learn that. There's no way Jackson eats chocolate. There's just no <laughs> way. Yeah, yeah. The way he's looking in that calendar. This is true. I wanted to bust on him in that calendar, but he looks so good. I'm just like, looking good, dude. You can't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, somebody texted in, Casey Dunkaroos are back. What? I don't care. <laughs> oh, okay. I, never, I was, listen, you that know what needs to come back thing. are Jell-O pudding pops. Those need to come back. Yeah. Oh, like the, the frozen ones? Yes. Yes. They're good. Mm. I thought they were overrated. No, I l- I liked regular fudge sickles. Um, okay, listen, that's why it's personal preference. Uh, no, I know, but that's different. Like one is like ice cream, and, and the other one is pudding. Okay. Uh, by the way, hold on a second here. Uh, this just in: breaking news. <laughs> Reese's is reportedly <laughs> break, break, breaking news. Breaking news: launching a cup that is stuffed with potato chips. I'm willing to try that. I'm willing what? to take a bullet for you guys. I'm out. Uh, it says there's plenty of sweet and salty combination snacks out there, but Hershey's Reese's might be taking the cake with a new big cup with potato chips. That's what it's called, big cup with potato chips. Man, they're really creative with the way they name things. That sounds stupid <laughs> to me. Uh, the candy, what are we going to call the big cup of potato chips? Uh, as name suggests, <laughs> this candy consists of milk chocolate cups that are filled with potato chip filled peanut butter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The packaging shows that uh, two cups come in a pack and potato chip pieces are mixed throughout uh, the peanut oh, butter. It says right here, enter to win a flatbed truck that will remove your body from your home when you die. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you should get a crunchy, salty element in each bite. Mm. That sounds odd to well, me. Well, I mean, essentially, like, they did the fast break bar, right? So... That is, I mean, that's with the pretzels. Yeah, there's there's Similar plenty of chocolate-covered pretzel yeah. uh, snacks. <laughs> Wait a second. But not potato chips. In this picture that's up on the screen here, it says calories per serving. Is there an actual number on that? There or? isn't. They're like, uh... <laughs> calories per serving. <laughs> you don't need to know that. There are calories per <laughs> serving. <laughs> uh, we don't this, really want to tell you. This doesn't seem real to me, um, but I guess it is. I don't know. Well... Uh, interesting. All right, Chuck, you've uh, you've taken a stand. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean anybody that e- eats bacon out of a sink, uh, yeah, you don't delicious. get a, you don't get a vote in my book. Mm-hmm. That means that. Uh, do you guys know what that means? No. Uh, uh, apparently, he picked bacon out of a sink that it was on a dish, right? At Casey's uh, <laughs> Shorehouse, right. yes. Yeah, uh, Chuck mm-hmm. will come by and grab the scraps out of the sink. So. Uh, it's like the guy who ate the wings after everybody nibbled on them in college. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> A friend of, of Dennis's did that in college. Wow. Nice.
<laughs> Special kind of person. Yeah. All right, uh, we need to take a break because we do have our guests coming up uh, next. We are going to talk to uh, some um, a local actress. She's in yes. a movie called uh, Rena Powell, which is a really freaky looking movie. And uh, the gentleman's done a, a really cool documentary on the Beatles. Uh, and we'll get to the details and those guests when we return. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, Mo Lauda and the Humble. Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Hear and see more at WMMR.com. Keyword, Local Shots. Mo Lauda and the Humble, Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We were just talking about the uh, the Peter Jackson uh, Beatles documentary. It's going to be coming out next year. Yes. Um, which is the um, you know footage from the Let It Be um, film that... Uh, you know, this footage has never been seen before to show a different light that it wasn't as contentious uh, the entire time. And it's supposed to be really, really, really good uh, and interesting stuff. And that's why I'm also very compelled uh, to take a look at the film the gentleman that we're going to talk to has created. It's called Meeting the Beatles in India. It's a documentary, and it also includes um, lots of footage for, that we've never seen. Yes, the Beatles before. believe from, it or not, there's still stuff with, we haven't seen. Yeah, with the Maharishi uh, Mahesh Yogi. So... Uh, and he's got an interesting story how he got this footage and encountered and spent time with him. So please welcome Paul Saltzman to the uh, show this morning. Good morning, Paul. That is really quite a welcome. Well, yeah. we, we try to make people uh, feel comfortable and welcome. So listen, Paul, this, um, how long ago, what, what year, what time frame was this? And how did you end up uh, in this location with the Maharishi and the Beatles. If you could walk us down a little bit that, and we'll, then we'll ask you some questions about it. Sure, absolutely. So 1968, February, um, I was in India working on a documentary film. I was the sound recordist for a film by the National Film Board of Canada. I had said goodbye to my girlfriend, Tricia. We had both cried a lot. We loved each other a lot. We didn't want to be apart. She cried. I cried. And I went off to India. And six weeks later, I got my first letter from Tricia. And the first line was, Dear Paul, I moved in with Henry. Uh-oh. Wow. Well, there you go. And okay. you, now, you're you're about 23 at the time? I, I had just turned 24. Okay. So, so, so I was uh, I was devastated. I was shattered. Have you have you folks all had at least one heartbreak? Yeah, yeah of course yeah, we yeah. have. Yes, yeah. so we know what what it's like. So you're you're a little lost, and and you're in India. And is that what motivated you to, you know, seek some guidance? Yeah. Well, what happened was that a guy who I knew for three days in my life, if he's out there and hears me, I'm still trying to find him to give him a double big thank you. His name is Al Bragg. Now, there's Al Braggs online, but none of them seem to be the right one. But he's American, and uh, I knew him for three days in my life. And he said, why don't you try meditation for the heartbreak? And I said, I'll try anything. I remember every word. You know you know how we remember some of these conversations, yeah. word for word. And he said, well, I'm going to hear the Maharishi Mahesh Yogi speak at New Delhi University tonight. Do you want to come? And I didn't know who he was, and I didn't know nothing about meditation or huh. mysticism. And we went, and, and I only remember one thing the Maharishi said. We were in an auditorium that was, like, jammed with 400 people standing room only. 
And he said one thing that I remember, but it truly was what I needed to hear. He said, meditation takes you beneath and below your daily worries and concerns to a place of inner rejuvenation from which you come back renewed and refreshed. And I thought, that's what I need. (laughs) (laughs) So I went to the ashram, and, and I already was a Beatles fan. But I got to the ashram gate, and the young man who spoke to me at the gate, it was locked. And I said, I've come to learn meditation. And he said, I'm sorry, the ashram's closed because the Beatles and their wives are here. And that, and that was... I'll get that. That was, not, <laughs> that, was, that was not good news in that moment. It was not good news at all. Yeah. So um, I said, can I wait? And he was a little taken aback. And he said, oh, okay. I had a sleeping bag. There was a tent under the trees across the path, and he said, you're welcome to sleep in that tent, and we'll send you our simple vegetarian meal. So this guy, whose name was Raghavendra, was my angel, my angel. So I waited, and I waited for eight days, and then he said, okay, you can come in. And at this time, the Beatles are still there, and from what you relay, they were very welcoming to you and to your presence, correct? They were just delightful. They were delightful. They were, you know, no one was getting in. There were 20 to 30 press people, camera people, sound people, writers, newspaper people arriving at the gates every day to, quote, interview the Beatles. And no, sorry, the ashram's closed. So they would wait outside and the Maharishi would come out every afternoon and do a little press conference so they could get what they came for. And I would watch this for eight days and then uh, but they were inside, but no one was being allowed in. And they were just, um, they were kind, they were generous, they were welcoming, they were unbelievably down to earth. No Paul, star stuff. Who was your, who was, who did you first encounter and what was that encounter like? So I'm, I, I, so I'm, I'm invited in and Raghavendra takes me to a meditation room and he teaches me meditation, gives me a mantra, a sound, a vibrational sound. And he says, you're now welcome to spend your days in the ashram and take your meals with us, but you'll still have to sleep in the tent. There's no beds. I say, great. I do a 30-minute meditation, and it's an absolute miracle. I come out of the meditation, and the agony is gone, and what replaced it is bliss. The reason I'm telling you this is what happened next is really related to that bliss. So I go out of the meditation room. And I'm not even thinking Beatles, honest to God, not in my brain at all. I'm just so relieved not to be in agony. And I'm walking through the ashram, and I see John Lennon sitting at a table, maybe 100, 150 feet away. Wow. And I can, I can tell that Paul McCartney is sitting across from him. I can only see his back. And, and in this state of bliss, and I can only describe it this way, it was not a thought. I didn't think Beatles. I just found myself curving towards them, literally found myself curving towards them. I'm halfway there, and I notice very calmly, oh, my heart's beating a little faster. It's like it's like in an altered state, truly, which is what meditation does. And I get to the end of the table, and there's Paul and John and George and Ringo and their wives and Jane Asher and uh, with Paul and Donovan and Mia Farrow and Mike Love of the Beach Boys and Mal Evans, their roadie. And they're talking, so I don't want to interrupt. And I'm just calmly standing at the end of the table. You guys playing cards? Noticed... <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> no, they were just, they were just uh, you know, being together. So 
they notice someone's at the end of uh, standing there, of course, and then they get they they stop talking. And John looks up at me, and I just said, "May I join you?" Very calmly, and he said, "Sure, mate." Pull up a chair. Paul turns to me and says, "Come and sit here." And he pulls a chair next to him, and I sit down. Wow. I mean. For the amount of things in the universe to be aligned for you to be at that moment, to have them in that state of mind, while the press is is salivating outside to get access the way you just, by happenstance, are there, is just amazing. And then over the, the course of the, the, uh, the days, I, I mean, so, so you're allowed to take photographs. You're allowed to take a, a number of photographs. Why do you think the barriers were down and why did they acquiesce to, to that? Good question. And and what you said at the beginning of that is very important, too. See, I, I've learned in my life, I didn't know it then, I've learned in my life, and I really mean this, that if we follow our hearts, and that's an easy thing to say, but it's and it's not hard to do. We just have to ask ourselves, so what do I feel like now? What do I want to do now? And And the answers are always deeply within us, in the heart. So I think what happened next, and I'll just keep going, is why they were so open with me. So I sit down, and to my shock, I hear a scream in my head. As soon as my bum hits the seat, I hear a scream in my head. Eek, it's the Beatles. Mm -hmm. You realize, (laughs) yeah. Now, I saw them live in Toronto in 64, and their music had already changed my life. But I never said, eek, it's the Beatles, and that. So this scream in my head is like the fan, right? And the next thing I hear is what I will call my soul. And it's a very deep, calm, all-loving, all-soothing voice. And I hear in my head these words. Hey, Paul, they're just ordinary people like you. Everyone farts and is afraid in the night. Right. That's what it said. Hmm. And the next thing that happens before I have a chance to think, and this is important, Guys, you know the the, the heart is. Well, we can't say that on the radio in America. <laughs> it's a stinky guidance okay. system, okay. Yep. <laughs> and and the heart is a great guidance system, and it's a bad computer. So the next thing that happens before I have a chance to think is John turns to me, and in his wonderful wry, heart digging wit, and and without comp, this is not a compliment, and you know this is like the Brits thinking they're they're superior to you Americans, right? Uh-huh. He, he says to me, teasing, so you're American then, like, right? Not a compliment. Right. And I say, no, Canadian. And he turns to the rest of the group and he says, ah, he's from one of the colonies. And they're all laughing and we're all laughing. And he turns back to me and he says, so you're still worshiping Her Highness then? And I say, no, not personally. And then Ringo and Paul start teasing me about having the queen on our money. And I say, remember, I'm in an altered state. I'm not thinking Beatles. I say, well, we may have the queen on our money, but hey, she lives with you guys. Now we're all laughing, at which John turns back to the rest of the group and he says, ah, you see, they still have a sense of humor in the colonies. And that was it. That Mm. was it. They just took me into their group. Okay. So they... They were taking pictures of each other, like fam- it was a family outing on a certain level. They were, those four guys were close as brothers. You could feel it, you could see it. They were humorous and funny and playful, and they were a team, and they and loved the, each other. The spirit of this is captured in the film, and you have, I mean, you have David Lynch, 
um, I, I guess, speaking on it as as well. And a number of other, Morgan Freeman Penn narrates. Yeah. Uh, and and so this is uh, I mean, for people, people may be having a hard time understanding why this is such a seismic thing. But I mean, as I was just saying earlier to Preston, at that point in time, I, I don't even know if there's a correlation to anybody in entertainment now to what the Beatles were then at that point in time. Virtually everything they laid their hands on or any trend they were a part of became a worldwide phenomenon instantly. So their embracing of this mysticism and uh, India and the Maharishi changed pop culture in a snap. Yeah. Yep, absolutely did. Absolutely did. And you're right. I don't think there's anyone alive today. And I think that that quite did that. And, And they were... I'll use the word magical in the sense that you say, yes, their creativity and their joy and their playfulness just swept the world. Yeah, it's an amazing time. And in that particular time with the Maharishi, uh, they were their creative juices were flowing because they were writing songs that ended up on the White Album. A ton of songs. With that, did you hear any works in progress while you were there, Paul? I heard one. And 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 that was Obladi Oblada, and the story is really lovely. One of the joys for me in making this film is I could use graphic novel illustrations to tell parts of the story that were very deeply intimate with me and George, with me and John, but also was amazingly creative, like the Obladi thing. In other words, there's no photographs of how they were doing that, but I could tell the story with music and graphic novels. So I'm walking along one day in the ashram and I'm passing John and Paul and they're sitting on the steps of their bungalow and they're strumming their, their uh, Martin D 28 acoustic guitars. And, and I went and got my camera. I only thought of getting my camera twice because literally within 30 seconds of sitting down with them, as crazy as this sounds, the Beatles went away and I didn't even think of asking for a photo with them. And we were buddies for a week and I didn't think of asking, I didn't think of it. So I go get my camera and I come back and I walk through the gate and I say, hi guys. And they say, hi, Paul. And I sit, I take a shot of John, which um, is probably my favorite picture with the one with his finger in his ear, he's scratching his ear and there's this beautiful guitar across his chest. And I sit down and they're fooling around. They're singing a bit of this, a bit of that. I recognize a bit of Michelle, a bit of Eleanor Rigby. They're, they're like just having fun. And then I don't recognize other things they're singing. And then Paul looks down and beneath his toe, uh, under his uh, sandal, is a little piece of torn yellow paper. And I look down and written on it, I can see it says, Obladi, Oblada, Bra, Lala, how the life goes on. And he's looking at it and they start singing. So it's like he doesn't know the words yet. He's just wow, down. Wow. So, the, so they're, they're singing it over and over again, and they're working with it. And the key thing is they were having so much fun. Uh, you could see it's good to hear that. Pouring out of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's like we so, got to write another hit. Time is money. Come on, come on. You know, yeah. it's, it's a much more relaxed sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was just flowing. So I'm sitting there, and I take the odd picture, and I take one picture, which is called Obladi Oblada, because – and. They paused just to take a rest. They went back into it. But just before the pause, <clears throat> I take this picture. Paul looks up at me and he says, that's all there is so far. We don't have any of the words yet. And then they went back to it. Wow. That's pretty That's pretty incredible, man. Um, by the way, Paul, uh, is there um, any video uh, that you managed to get, any film? Well, 
<laughs> there's a, so I shot these pictures. I put them away. I forgot about them for 32 years till my daughter reminded me of them. And then, but I also shot a hundred feet of movie film. And the reason for that was <clears throat> Ringo was shooting with his camera. And he said to me one day, uh, we're making a film about the Maharishi and meditation, but I'm not going to be in it because I'm behind the camera. Would you shoot some film for me so that I can be in it? And he showed me how to work his camera. So I shot some film for them for a couple of days. And then I uh, I finished and he gave me a hundred foot roll of film. And, we, you know, he was very funny. He gives me this hundred feet roll of unexposed Kodak 16 millimeter film. And he says, here, why don't you take why don't you take this and shoot it? and keep it for yourself. You never know it might be worth some money one day. And we wow. have a big laugh. Yeah. We have a big laugh. And I take it and I say, well, thank you. I don't I don't know why it would ever be worth any money. And we have a big laugh. <laughs> I shoot the 100-foot roll of film. I develop it. I show it to a few friends. And when I found my still photos 32 years later, there was no film. And I've never been able to find it. Oh, oh man. God. That's too bad. <laughs> well, you have a documentary, and that's yeah. good enough. Yeah, you do. Which, by the way, Paul, how is it available for uh, for people to watch? So you can go to – there's several ways you can see it. Um, one is you can go to my website, which is just thebeatlesinindia.com, and you'll see a link to the film, and that'll take you to the film. And you, you buy a ticket, and you can see the film like it's a streaming thing. Okay. There's a, there's also going to be a pay per view release on John on the anniversary of John's birthday on October nine coming up. So there'll be a pay per view release which will make it available to I'm told 80 million American homes. That would be nice. I sunk all my savings into the film, so it'll be nice if people watch it. But mostly, so that's the two ways you can find it. So go to my website, uh, com, and there's a link there. Okay. Very cool. We'll post it on our uh, our website so our listeners uh, can find it. What a great story, Paul. I'm so glad you that you somebody talked to you into <laughs> to going and taking a look at those photos again and, and uh, releasing this because I love uh, seeing, you know, we've seen so many photos in the, and a lot of them the same ones over and over. So it's great to uh, to be able to see some fresh material like this. Uh, best of uh, luck with the film. And that's a, that's a great story. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate it. Guys. All right. Paul Saltzman. Yeah. Guys. The movie is called uh, Meeting the Beatles in India. Um, it's interesting, Steve, because you mentioned the, uh, you know, it's hard to grasp the, the size of what they were at that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you didn't have, as obviously, as many outlets as you do now as far as entertainment goes. And they so dominated. <laughs> it, it's staggering. My friends and I recently did a contest uh, where we would uh, create our own Beatles playlist out of cover songs that other artists have done of Beatles songs. Right. So when I started heading down this path, and I know a, a few, some songs, but I started doing some research and finding there are so many covers and tributes to this band. Sure. And I mean, that took place during that day and age. Mm. Like um, Aretha Franklin, like Ella Fitzgerald, Buddy Rich, Fats Domino. The masters of their craft, yeah. not even in that format of music. Sinatra covered them. Sinatra. We're doing Tony to this band at that time yeah. when it, when they were still around. Yeah. That's how big they were. It's heavy duty. It's, it's hard to imagine 
There's nothing like that now, for sure. The documentary but, makes a, an interesting aesthetic choice. When they're things that they don't have footage of, uh, they use the California raisins to portray the Beatles, which is kind of a, a weird, a weird, yeah. a weird that's, call. That's odd, yeah. yeah. Um, do you want me to see if I can get Amy on? Is that what you're asking? Well, she's scheduled to be at 920, so that's why I'm holding this 930. up. 930. Is it 930? 930. I'll text her right now, and uh, while I do that, I was going to ask Preston, what year did you interview Paul? Uh, it was 1993. Okay. When's yeah. your documentary coming out? Um, that will be, uh, it was another 10 years His name so. was Kenny Knight. <laughs> he had no idea he was preparing to interview one of the greatest performers of all time. <laughs> uh, he was so, using a phone. That's right. A microphone taped to it. That's right. <laughs> and my greatest regret was having him sign the poster to Ken. It was at that yeah. moment that Preston looked at the signature and realized okay. it had been signed to Ken instead of Preston. Mm-hmm. Do you you have to still have that audio? And if you do, have we played I have it? Have it in my briefcase. Oh, you, you do. do? Mm-hmm. Can we play that? Like I'm not real oh, who, proud of the interview. Oh, oh, stop Come it. on, man. Listen, we promise to make very little fun of you. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have it. I, I, I mean, I, I honestly, I carry it with me. Do you? Uh huh. All right, how about if you let us listen to it, I'll get my first traffic report. Ooh. I thought that was you yeah. accessible. Are you have it? No, you... I have it. It's All on right. VHS. And you have my air check tape, Her right? Name was Kathy Romano. <laughs> uh, not in my not in my briefcase. You I sent think... me a picture and for some reason you have an old air check tape of mine, which yeah. I don't know why you do. I don't know. I, I save a bunch of stuff. You know what? Let me let me see if if I do indeed have that cassette. I may have taken it out I, here, but... I guarantee you mine's worse than yours. Uh, yeah, probably, I'm sure. Well, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, let me see, because I, I used to... Here's, here's my emergency porn that I have. You gotta have it. What if you get caught in a snowstorm? Yeah, or the... the what are you gonna place yourself to? Yeah. Preston, apparently we have played it before, and the oh. it's oh. Uh, it's available on our website. Oh, oh. Well, we, then I take that at, traffic at, bill. HTTP... <laughs> Colon backslash something or other. Well, that's the kind of impact it had on us that uh, we didn't recall. I thought we had played it on the air. We've done a lot. We've been on the air for 22 years. I know. (laughs) It's a lot to remember. You know what? And I I lied. I don't. Now I need to know if I have. Well, let's listen to the porn. Yeah. Uh, No, it's it's a book. Oh. It's a you were to book, read, it, read it out loud. <laughs> yeah. It's a magazine. You it's know, the old days. It's my babysitter. <laughs> it's erotica? I can tell by that huge bulge in your pants. Hang on. Wait, I'll show you my, my emergency porn. Morgan Freeman will narrate anything, I guess. For... Uh, wait, where did that go? There's too many compartments in that thing. It's, there's a lot. Oh, yeah. Here you go. Uh, this is uh, it's Playboy. Oh, that's uh, that's very innocuous. Too. This was uh, it's uh, very respect. And I think it's autographed uh, from uh, by Paul McCartney. No, Brie Olson. Oh, Paul McCartney autographed. You want me to sign this <laughs> right here above the labia? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Paul. I have nothing to. <laughs> I just don't have it. Even as post-its, there's nothing. So could you sign this? Yeah. All right. Uh, here, do you want to hear some of it? We do have no. About, we have a guest on the line, but it's Come only on. 15 seconds. Um. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. This is. I'm uh, getting ready for the big show tonight with the man of the hour, the man of the evening, the one that St. Louis is all set to go. Forty thousand people going to pack the place tonight. I have sitting next to me, Mr. Paul McCartney. Paul, welcome to St. Louis. Thank you, sir. Nice to be here. I'm glad to have you here. Oh, man, I'm getting goosebumps just hearing that. And you you were doing fine. You were doing fine. Well, to preface that, I didn't know I was going to interview him. Right. They They told I was just there to meet him. And they said, you have 10 minutes with Paul. And I'm like, 10 minutes to do, to do what? And they said, well, they interview him. And I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> 10 minutes to do what? <laughs> oh, okay. 
I was terrified. Absolutely terrified. Uh, I would say things yeah. and not even realize I was saying things. So, you know, asking questions. And I didn't ask him anything about the Beatles. What nothing. What was it like being in the Stones? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, it was a special moment in my career. All right, uh, but now I get to interview Amy Rutledge. And this is a new career. Yeah, An up-and-comer, a rising star. She's local. She actually got in touch with us uh, because there is a a film uh, that's called Rent-A-Pal, and Nick showed me the trailer to it. It's It's very creepy. It's a creepy-looking movie. I I love the concept, though. I I love independent films like this. You're going to find some of the best stuff coming out this way. And it took me a moment to recognize a somewhat familiar person in the movie, and I, I didn't realize it until most of the way through the trailer. It's Will Wheaton. Will. Yeah. Uh, and so she is local, and we would like to welcome Amy Rutledge to yeah. the show. Red Pal is the movie. Hi, Amy. Hi. How are you? We're awesome. How you doing? Oh, man. I'm so excited. Thanks so much for having me on. No problem. Where are you from, by the way? Um, so I am originally from northwest New Jersey, out by eastern Pennsylvania. Oh. Um, but I grew up in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, for some time. Um, okay. But now I'm currently living in Jersey City, New Jersey. Okay, I gotcha. And uh, how long have you been acting? On and off for about 14 years. Wow. Okay. Is this like your is this like your fifth or sixth film? I mean, because you also you also do a lot of work with uh, meditation and uh, and stuff like that as well, correct? I do. Yeah. So meditation is is my career, and also acting. Um, I've done. I think I have like 35 credits on my IMDb right now um, with acting, um, and I do both uh, when I can. And uh, I had to take major pauses from acting because I was really sick for half oh. of my life. So, oh. um, yeah. <laughs> so right now I'm acting and doing meditation, and I also do some. I, I'm an artist, so I do ceramics as well. Well, I'll oh, tell okay. you something. Reviewing, um, I always like to see. You know, check check in general reviews. Rotten Tomatoes. There's a number of really good reviews. I'm I'm drawn to movies like this because, you know, these are, again, you have up-and-comers. I think the director is also the writer, John Stevenson. I think he's at first his debut as a director, and he yes. edit, edited the film. And, and you sometimes get a, a better, sharper sort of um, image, and, and the director, it's, it's more of a direct conduit between what the director wanted and what ends up on the screen. And uh, and so, but, but just give an idea for people what uh, uh, Rent-A-Pal is about. Yeah, so it takes rent a friend, 19... I should say. Yeah, no, it's rent a pal. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, rent a pal. No, it's totally fine because it's actually based off an actual VHS videotape called Rent a Friend. Oh, okay. I <laughs> thought so. I remember. I think I remember <laughs> seeing this in in video oh, stores. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, did you have it? No, I didn't. I th- I, th- I thought it was man. I don't let me get that low where I need to rent this. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so he found this film, and he was in a, like, a dark place in his own life, and he was like, you know, who would watch this? <laughs> and so he, he got this idea for this creepy premise. So this it, uh, it, it revolves around this uh, man named David, and he's in his 40s, and he's taking care of his mother who's um, abusive, and she has dementia, and that's his whole life. And he lives in, his, in the mom's basement, takes care of her 24-7, doesn't even have a job, and and he's dutifully find- he's dutifully taking care of her, but there are signs that he's it, it's it's just breaking him down. Yes, absolutely, and like the loneliness, and he's just really starting to grow a lot of resentment um, over the course of the movie. Um, and so he's trying to find a mate, a, a, a relationship, and so he's doing this VHS. Um, video dating tapes, uh, which is really funny because I kind of remember that growing up as well. Um, that's how he meets my character, Lisa, and we really hit it off. And um, But 
in the middle of all this, he finds this rent-a-pow, which is um, Will Wheaton's character. And it's kind of like this fake Everyone's calling him like the creepy Mr. Rogers, which I think is pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, he's on the VHS tape and he has like the script that he's saying. And so David is so lonely and so vulnerable that he kind of becomes obsessed with this tape and he learns all the lines so they can ask, actually answer to him in, in real time. And, you know, they play card games and and, and he it, becomes very. It, start, it starts to blur for him so that he believes he's engaging in full conversations. Correct. Exactly. And, and, yeah. And, like Roger Ebert.com, I was reading their view and they said Will Wheaton playing one of the scariest villains of the year. Uh, and so, oh, wow. yeah, I, 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 I mean, there's some some really solid, uh, solid reviews on that. You come in as a love interest, but in a way you have no idea what <laughs> how far along he is in his uh, mental breakdown. Right, absolutely. Yeah, I come in and I, I kind of like to think of my character. She's like, it's a very dark, it's very sad um, film. Um, but that's a very, very creepy. And I think I'm like the only shining light in <laughs> the whole film for his life. You know, he everything's just so you know, uh, depressing. <laughs> so you know what it makes me think of in a way, uh, Joker. Yeah. You know the a lot of people. Yeah. That that yeah, a lot of people have been saying that that about it. Yeah, it has that same sort of thing where you know the the these these sort of people that live you know just in in the in this sort of realm, and he's obviously he's a caregiver to his mom, and and it's the same sort of situation where you're like you know what happens to people like this when they don't when they don't have any input outside of that in their lives, and a couple of the critics and again very favorable reviews talking about how it's it's an, an interesting addressing of that issue of loneliness and and uh, dementia and 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 stuff like that that caregivers that caregivers have to go through and sometimes they cash in their own lives and don't even realize it absolutely yeah and it's really sad and it also is like a good you know i think we can all relate to it now especially what's going on with the you know pandemic yeah and that loneliness and just you know other utter desperate to be to be around someone and that for that connection and to be loved and you know to love in return it's just heartbreaking. Hey Amy, since uh, Will Wheaton's character uh, only exists in this VHS world on the other side of the TV screen, um, did you ever did you guys ever meet? Did you ever uh, have to act with him in person, uh, or did uh, did the other guy who played David? No, I never got to meet him, and I feel like everyone gets so disappointed. <laughs> Sorry. Well, we're big Star Trek fan, so uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, he's 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 great. Um, uh, I know. <laughs> it's the way these things are, though. A lot of times, these you know people always naturally assume. Well, I guess everyone's just hanging out on the set, and it's all. But it's not the case. Yeah, and and I would imagine how it would be to uh, get you know set, reach out to him, and say, hey, by the way, remember we starred in that movie together, but I never met you. <laughs> exactly. Like yeah. it's so awkward. Um, I haven't done that. Yeah. Yet. But I'm kind of like, I might reach out to my producers and director be like, hey, can we like, would you be up to like just like zooming just so we can like, yeah, to, yeah, like a totally. You admit, you, yeah, it's totally well with it. <laughs> You're one of the stars of the yeah. movie. You deserve that. Yeah. Amy, you yeah. and I were, were talking the other day about uh, how you got your start, and I think it's really cool that um, you know you you'd be driving down from Bucks County to you know driving down ninety five to hear a casting. And uh, listen, the, the music business is really hard to get into. The movie business and acting is really difficult, but you were able to maintain persistence. And and do you do you look at this as sort of the fruits of your labor at, at sort of sticking with it? And now you're starting to have some success with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and I would I would listen to you guys all the time driving down to Erie Casting. I actually did a <laughs> film called The Neighbor in that area, and then another film in Bucks County um, called Eyes of the Dead. And um, but you know, I'd have to take these major breaks because I was so um, sick. I had Lyme disease. I had Babesia and Bartonella, um, which are all typical. 
tick-borne um Oh my God! So, so that that all you you had a so you you obviously did did Lyme lead into the others or were they all at the same time? I I don't know, yeah, and I don't know if I'll ever know. But um, you know, I was like horrifically ill for quite a period of time and ten he, years actually because I went mistreated, oh and diagnosed. Yeah, but so I still kept with it though. I mean, like the the film industry is hard enough and like acting is hard enough, but like added on like being bedridden for huge chunks of time. So like I would go through periods where I would, you know, when I was filming neighbor and I was going down to Heary and um, I, I was booking a lot and, you know, I was really excited. Cause I'm like, okay, my career's like, you know, things are like popping off now. And, right. But then I'd have to take like years off. And so it was very heartbreaking for me. It's gotta be frustrating. Um, now, yeah, yeah. And so, um, but now, you know, I've healed, I've, I've, I've received miraculous healing. Um, and so I feel like now I'm ready. You know, like I, I've learned a lot of skills. I've learned to survive. Um, I've learned to really, you know, be at peace with my past and everything that's happened because I know like everything happens for a reason. Well, that's and awesome. So that's where I'm at right now. So, so we, yeah, uh, we, we lay the same, uh, uh, you know, edict out to you. Uh, you have to become a superstar and then just remember us when that happens. <laughs> if you could do that. Oh my God. Most definitely. You guys are in my heart. Like I listened to you like, I don't even know, like 10 years ago, I feel like. I oh, that's awesome. Guys. Well, I'm glad yeah. you made it yeah. through it. I'm glad yeah. you're doing the, the meditation must help a great deal. And, and, uh, you know, listen, you know, you with, have you worked, have you had any conversations or encountered M. Night Shyamalan in this area? He's always working. I have not. No, not yet. But maybe if he's listening. Hey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, Amy, uh, good luck with everything. Red and Pal, by the way, is available on demand right now. Uh, it's in select theaters. So you can do a quick search on Red to Pal and you can watch this and uh, help Amy out and uh, get a little freaky movie on. So. Yeah, it looks great. Awesome. Amy, great to meet you. Thanks for coming on this morning and uh, have a great weekend. And we'll talk to you down the road. Okay. Thank you so much. You have bet. a good day, guys. All right. Amy Rutledge. Yeah. Very sweet. Yeah, Joker's exactly what I thought, Steve. Yeah. Right? Uh, while watching this, yeah. Um, and so you can rent it or it's available to stream. I I, I kind of... On demand. On demand. Yeah, All it's right, in select theaters and on demand, so I don't know what it says. So we do have a couple more clips from Preston's interview with Paul McCartney, if you want to hear them. Let's hear them. All right, cool. Okay. We have a, a, a good question and then uh, your ending of the interview, which okay. I think sounds really good. All right, here we go. Hey. Uh, remember when uh, you were in the Beatles and uh, you did that um, album, Abbey Road, and uh, at the very end of uh, the song, uh, it was, the song goes, uh, and in the end, the love you take is equal to the love you make. You remember that? Yes. Uh, is that true? Yes, Chris. In, in my experience, it is, I find the more you give, the more you get. Let's get the ending. By the way, you said you weren't going to bust my ball. <laughs> Thank you, Paul McCartney. Thank you for being one of the greatest... Uh, rock, I mean, a living legend, and um, the a legend of rock and roll, or, and just thanks for being on the show. That's one of the all-time best bits. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to break. We're going to come back. We got Bizarre File Stories on the way, so make sure you stay close. 
Hey, gang, it's safe to say we've never seen anything quite like 2020. Challenging, uncertain, unprecedented. Go ahead, pick an adjective, any adjective. We'll wait. We've been through a lot, probably with more to come, but we've stuck together like Philly always does. It's pretty easy to feel helpless, but there are a few things we can do. Like social distancing, avoiding large crowds, and wearing a mask when you're out in public. It might seem like a pain, but it's nothing compared to what some people are dealing with. So let's do the things we can do while we have to, and we'll get this great city and great country back to normal. A message from your friends at 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. A reminder, if you would like a couple of tchotchkes from our world, the Kathy Romano uh, Fall Activities t-shirt is now available. Get it while it's hot. Yeah, and they were selling like crazy yesterday. They're long Um, sleeve too. But they won't run out. Uh, uh, I believe they're not allowed to. They make them as you order them from what I I understand. They're not going to get sold out. However, it's only available until Tuesday. Oh, correct. Yeah, so you do have to get them now. Yep, and uh, also available the Preston and Steve uh, shower shower beer holder. Yeah. And it is also a Bluetooth player, so you can listen to MMR while you're having your shower. I mean, in, that's awesome. Or having your beer in the shower. Or a cup of coffee. So you can do that now through WMMR.com and The Rock Shop. So that's also a flash sale and only available through Tuesdays. Get them. Let's take a look at NJM Insurance Group traffic. Our final look. Oh, What's up, really? Kathy? Yeah, it's 9.50. Oh, I hope we were done. <laughs> Hold on. Give me a minute then. You're probably going to have to give me a couple minutes. A couple then. minutes. Yeah, okay. Couple, nope. Hold on. Uh, yeah. Couple uh, yeah, a couple moments. Yeah. Oh, I really put. Couple, hey, add bu- this to the list. Yeah. Sparkle, sparkle. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Me- we've got jam traffic on 295 southbound at 322. The left lane is closed with construction. Uh, on 55 southbound, we still have that tractor trailer that ran off the roadway. The right lane is blocked. Uh, they are trying to wrap this up. There's a heavy-duty tow truck on the scene there. Uh, Schuylkill Expressway westbound, Jams University to South Street. 95 southbound, slowing Cotman through to Bridge, the Vine westbound, backs up the Ben Franklin Parkway to the Schuylkill, Ben Franklin Parkway northbound, closed between, uh, or 22nd Street northbound, closed between the Parkway and Spring Garden Street. And then on the Ben Franklin Parkway, we still have the outer drive closed outbound. Uh, and then across the Ben Franklin Bridge westbound, we've got some Volume from the toll plaza to the downside, and that is because of right lane construction. This traffic report brought to you by News Nation. Facts, not opinions. News, not talk. Watch News Nation every night at 8, 7 central on WGN America. Check your local listings. It's your news, your nation. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right. uh, Just to follow up on a conversation from earlier this morning, uh, Chuck D'Amico had uh, posted something about uh, plain M and M's being way better than peanut M and M. So he put a, a Twitter poll up, right? Um, and the two choices you have are either plain is better than peanut, or peanut is worse than plain. <laughs> <laughs> That's the poll he put up. That's what he put up. Yeah. So as you can imagine, it's uh... people are voting. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. As you can imagine. Yeah. All right, thank you, Chuck. All right, we're going to do the Bizarre Five. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Five. Brought to you by Godshaw's. All the bacon taste, 80% less fat. The hometown favorite, Godshaw's Real Wood Smoked Turkey Bacon. From their family of owners to yours. And it's available at Acme, ShopRite, Wegmans, Redner's, Walmart, and Sam's Club. Finding a message in a bottle on the beach is one thing, but uh, this guy found a brain 
washed up on a sh- on shore, wrapped in foil. What? When he held it up to his ear, could he hear the water? The discovery happened on the shores of Lake Michigan Tuesday morning in Wisconsin when a beachcomber out for his daily stroll came across a square package of aluminum foil oh, held together by a pink rubber band. Jimmy Senda says curiosity got the best of him, so he opened up the package and discovered the gruesome contents. At first, Jimmy says... His own brain didn't even register what he had just found. And then after a few moments, he realized he wasn't holding a chicken breast. At first, that's what he thought it was, but rather someone or something's noodle. Uh, Jimmy called the police to investigate, and the Racine County Medical Examiner tells TMZ the brain is not human. It looks very small. Uh, there, uh, It says it appears to be from a cat. Mm, you uh, borrow my brain for five seconds and just be like, dude, can't handle it. Unplug mm. this bastard. Yeah. <laughs> Unplug it, freaking brain. Wrap it in foil. Yeah, wrap it in foil. It must be from a freaking sea cat. Yes. Yeah, so. I mean, this is still creepy. <laughs> yes. Cat or not. Absolutely. Disgusting. Uh, I mean, come on. It's a freaking brain in a freaking tinfoil pouch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Silver Surfer gone on a rolling ocean of cat brains. <laughs> Freaking crazy! Surf a rolling ocean of cat brains. Wow! <laughs> Hanging ten on a surfboard as they ride over a bunch of cat brains. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, they, they found maybe a, that was somebody's lunch. Found a brain. Here's a follow-up story. A dentist in Alaska has been sentenced to more than a decade behind bars after he was found guilty of operating on a patient while on a hoverboard. That was one of the things he did. You guys remember the story? I do. Yeah, Seth Lookhart was sentenced to 12 12 years in prison on Monday, nine months after he was convicted of dozens of charges that included medical fraud, reckless endangerment, and unlawful dental acts. I forget. Did he, in fact, have an incident where he fell off the hoverboard? No, no. He he was able to do it then. Yeah, he was able Uh, to do it. I envy that. It it puts the patient in the patient at, risk. at risk. Yeah, was it a Mercury uh, hoverboard by it any was a chance? Mercury hoverboard on a uh, on a Mercury surfboard. Right, man. That's uh, that's how I do my dentistry. <laughs> Freaking dentistry. <laughs> or when I'm removing cat brains. <laughs> uh, well, you need to be medically uh, absolutely trained if you're moving removing uh, cat brains. Additionally, look hard. Warlock's blood. Uh, additionally, look hard. <laughs> will not be allowed to practice medicine during his 10-year probation following his eventual release from prison. During the sentencing, Judge Michael Wolverton said that Lookhart's actions, including sedating patients for uh, extended periods of time, darn near killed some people, he said. Uh, He said, uh, now, according to uh, the dentist himself, he said in a prepared apology in court, while I do not doubt that I was able to render care and alleviate the pain to many people who were in need uh, in dire need, I also know that I could have and should have maintained better discipline and focus while serving the patient base I came to love. He, he also had uh, purchased, or he, he had originally had purchased Alaska Dental Arts in 2015, changed the name to Clear Check Dental, and his office manager, Shauna Cranford, uh, billed Medicaid for unnecessary IV sedation procedures. Well, that's and the freaking problem. Fraudulently billed near $2 million. And that's why he's going to jail. Lockhart's trial included testimony from several of his former patients, including a woman who had a tooth pulled while the dentist was standing on a hoverboard. Lockhart was caught in a cell phone in cell phone video uh, pulling the unconscious woman's tooth before riding the hoverboard into the hallway Jeez. and raising his hands over his head. So, uh, yeah, clearly it was the bilking uh, of, uh, me- what did you say, Medicaid? 
Uh, yes, but yeah. there were there were several other incidents yeah. of him doing shoddy dental work too. Mm-hmm. On top of that, speaking of that, this is not part of the bizarre file, um, but there's a there's a TikTok challenge where kids file their own teeth down. Oh yeah, I saw my this. God. No. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Uh, to to flatten them if they yeah. have crooked teeth uh-huh. uh, or their their uneven teeth. To yes, Kathy, oh same thing. All I right. made that same face while I was reading. Actually, I was going like this. I was like, eh, eh. I like, it's like put, when someone gets hit in the nuts and you hunch over. Yeah, I like put anything my, with the teeth. I put my lips over my teeth like this. Like, they've been taking a nail file and filing their teeth. That is not a good thing to do. While dentists can do that professionally for the right scenario, they're freaking dentists. Yes, exactly. And uh, that can actually, if you do enough damage, you can kill the tooth. You yes. can get it in there and eventually cause. So many problems that it can it can kill the tooth. It's moronic. So, TikTok. Yeah. Yay. Another one. All right. And then finally, we'll end with this one. It's a messed up story. I usually don't end on messed up stories, but I can't not give you pass this one to you. A uh, man is facing charges after police found a woman's remains inside her boyfriend's bags in Illinois. Uh, those remains, police say, were transferred, uh, transferred from uh, Louisville. Uh, Melvin Martin Jr. went to visit his family in Illinois with multiple bags. Police said that the uh, the family became suspicious of the bags and had noticed a smell. When Martin left the house on Tuesday, family members reportedly opened one of the bags. Police said uh, that they, the parts they found in the bag were that of his girlfriend who had been chopped up. They found a head, organs, and the bottom half of her body. The torso was missing. So he packs up the parts of his girlfriend and takes them to his family? Exactly. It. Martin had carried those bags via a Greyhound bus when he took that he took from Louisville. Uh, police, well, you said you wanted to meet her. Uh, the Louisville piece, uh, police had been contacted and said that that led them to a house. Oh, my and God. And they later determined that the homicide had occurred there. Was his plan to get rid of the parts there? I don't think so. Police said the woman had been dead for at least 30 days before her transport. Oh, my God. And had been previously reported missing. They believe her death had started as a domestic assault. Martin was arrested. Eventually gave a full statement to police admitting that the torso was buried in a park near where the two lived in Louisville. When asked about why he kept the parts of her body, he told police he still wanted to be with her, at least part of her. Oh, my God. Right? Okay. You're going to make me cry. Well, I know. Sorry about that. Uh, hey, no, good to see you again. Not. No sad bro. No sad bro. On Friday. Have you met my girlfriend? She's in those nine bags. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment. And, oh, wait, we have a new Daily Rush video. And we have giveaways, too. (laughs) 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 What was that voice? I don't know. You Um, you started making yourself laugh, like, as a joke laugh, right? And then that laugh led to a genuine laugh. I have no idea. (laughs) Okay. Uh, New Daily Rush. I enjoyed it. Episode available. It's called Vanity Dildos. Vanity Dildos. Uh, said, want to terrify your HR and IT department? Do a search for sport dildos like we did. <laughs> Watch we can, it. though. Yeah. Watch it now at PrestonSteve.com. It's sponsored by Punchline Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club, restaurant, and bar. So thank you to Nick Murphy for giving us that. All right. And am I giving all these away? Yeah, why not, man? All right. Uh, so I have the Alfred Hitchcock Classic Collection including four iconic films from The Master of Suspense. We'll start with call number 10, so 10, 11, and 12. Wow. We'll give you uh, the never-released, uncut version of Psycho, Rear Window, Vertigo, and The Birds, plus 
hours of bonus features, documentaries, expert commentaries, and more. You're looking at masterpieces. 215-263-WMMR. You can own it on 4K Ultra HD Combo Pack with Blu-ray and digital code. So, yes, callers 10, 11, and 12. You get the goods. We'll take a break, come back in a second, and we'll see how you do with the lesson questions. Stay there. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're Friday bound, gang. Yep, that's right. That word feels so good to say. And it'll feel even better if you have won our Word of the Week prize, which is uh, coming along shortly. Get ready for it. In the meantime, we have something else to give away. And uh, that is via the lesson question from today's program. We have a $50 uh, bonefish grill gift card uh, to give to the person who can answer this question. Man, there's really good ones today. Um, I can go back to the very, let's go to the early one here. All right. At the technical <laughs> Emmys last night, who accepted on behalf of Atticus Finch? <laughs> <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. I had that jotted down for the promos. At the Technical Emmys <laughs> last night, who accepted on behalf of Atticus Finch? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. We'll do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Rita's. It's still open and serving all your favorite frozen treats. Stock up on Quartz Battalion Ice. And fill your freezer with the delicious taste. Uh, taste. I said taste. <laughs> Whatever. That's uh, close. Taste of Rita's. Yeah. It's good. Taste of Rita's. What's going on, Steve? Well, Black China revealing in a new interview on Hip Hop Nation that her, quote, biggest flex is not getting no child support. China, who has a son with Tyga and a daughter with Rob Kardashian, says her children are everything to her, or at least something to yeah. her. <laughs> Carol Baskin claiming she has absolutely no problem with commercials running to assist in finding her missing husband, Don Lewis. Baskin says her only problem would be if they actually found Don Lewis. (laughs) (laughs) J-Lo and A-Rod are leaving Malibu after selling their beachfront home for $7 million. The power couple admits their love affair with the boo dropped dramatically after neighbor Caitlyn Jenner started clamming topless. (laughs) (laughs) And that's your Hollywood track. All right. Thank you, Steve. I noticed you actually mentioned the answer to our uh, le- almost uh, oh, part, part of the answer to our lesson question. Uh, we'll see if somebody knows it, though. Uh, at the technical Emmys last night, who accepted on behalf of Atticus Finch? And I will go to Larry and see if he knows. Hey, Larry. <laughs> hey, Larry. Hey, Larry. Hey, Larry. You guys rock. Oh, thank hey. you. Larry, what, uh, who accepted for Atticus Finch last night? Boo Radley? Yes. Yeah. Hey, Larry. Hey, Larry. Hey, Larry. Hang on, Larry. Hey, Larry. We'll get your info, and we're going to set you up with a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. Bonefish Grill helps make feeding families easy and delicious this fall season. You can check out their expanded menu featuring all-time favorites, new surf and turf pairings, and family bundles starting just $30 for up to five people. Order online at bonefishgrill.com. Delivery for DoorDash and Uber Eats or dine-in whenever you are ready. Let's get to music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! 
All right, it's brought to you by God Scholl's. All the bacon taste, 80% less fat. The hometown favorite, God Scholl's Real Wood Smoked Turkey Bacon. And it's from their family of owners to yours. Available at Acme, ShopRite, Wegmans, Redner's, Walmart, and Sam's Club. Uh, Dave Grohl has revealed that he always feels like quitting Foo Fighters when they go on tour. During a conversation with uh, ACDC's Brian Johnson for a new Sky Arts documentary, uh, Dave said about touring, he said, it's kind of a running joke with everyone in my life where after I've been on the road for a year and a half, I come home from tour and I say, I am never doing that again. That's it. That's the last time. Never again. I'm going to take two years off. And all my friends look at me and say, bull ass, there is no way. I wonder how much he's biting at the bit to get out and tour after all of this. Yeah, he said, and then after a month and a half, uh, yeah, uh, I've got a guitar on my lap and I'm writing songs. And I call the guys and say, let's make another record every time, he says. So everybody gets burned out, man. Sure. So that's, uh, that's part and parcel. That's why I haven't written a record in a long time. Smashing Pumpkins and Pearl Jam will co-headline the See Here Now Music and Surf Festival that will be at Asbury Park, New Jersey, next year. Freaking surfboard. <laughs> the two-day festival is set to run September uh, 18th and 19th. That's huge, man. It was supposed to be this Sunday. I have it on my calendar. Really? Yeah. Pearl How- Jam, question mark, Asbury Park, New Jersey. So, um, yeah, they were supposed to do it this year. I guess they're just pushing it off by year. Uh, do they surf in Asbury Park? I don't know. That's a good question. Jackson probably does. I, you know, I think surfing at the Jersey Shore is pop, uh, possible, I should say. Yeah. It's just not great surfing. Yeah, it's not world-renowned world, world renowned yeah. surfing or it's anything like that. It's But, uh, yeah, it's, there's cat brains all over the place. <laughs> uh, other scheduled performers include Patti Smith, uh, Patti Scialfa Sky, from uh, the E Street Band, uh, Billy Idol, Kayak. Kayak. Kayaki. <laughs> Poor Jack. <laughs> I love him. I don't. <laughs> the Avett Brothers, uh, Matt and Kim, Orville Peck, uh, Tank and the Bangas. Tank and the Bangas. Yeah, they got them. Moon Taxi, uh, the Soul Rebels, uh, Ron Artist 3, uh, Ron Artist 2, and The Truth. You know what I need to start doing? I need to start adding... Fake, fake band names yeah. here and there yeah. and see if you Like guys Bill Weston does. Pick up, oh man, yeah. yes, absolutely. You know who's a good band amongst uh, that uh, group? There's a lot of good bands, but Matt and Kim. Are you, have you ever heard a lot of Matt and Kim stuff? I've heard none of Matt okay. and Kim stuff. Okay, yeah, I think you might like it. What's it like? Uh, there's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's sort of altish sounding. Yeah, poppy alt. Yeah, but there's a, it's very percussive, too. Mm. Two-day tickets start at $205 each and are available now at uh, seeherenowfestival.com. Uh, the annual event is drawn upwards of two 20,000 fans per day. Uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross <laughs> won their first ever Emmy Award last night. Uh, the pair took home the prize for outstanding music composition for a limited series, movie or special, uh, and it was for their work on the miniseries Watchmen at the Creative Arts Emmys last night. It was okay. great stuff. So uh, is Trent Reznor now an ego, and he just needs the t? I guess so. For a Tony? Yeah, I don't I, know. I think that, mm, well... No. There was a special yeah, presenter last night, Preston. It's an Emmy, yeah. We look pretty nicely at my own to go. Uh, so he's Emmy, Grammy, and Oscar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a Tony. He, he can definitely get to a Tony with his work. Absolutely. And he should. Absolutely. Uh, and by the way, yeah, the music in The Watchmen, very original. Really yeah. cool sounding stuff. In fact, I had Casey pull some of it for Halloween when we eventually yeah. get into that the full season of that because some of it has such a unique 
uh, trippy sound to it. Hang on, uh, Marissa. Oh, uh, after you finish this, I just want to add something really quickly. Okay, all right. The, you know, by the way, Preston, Zack Snyder is doing, um, he is in the works to do an actual riff on The Watchmen as a continuing series as well. That'd be cool. Uh, and that'd be great, yeah. Uh, Reznor, oh, this is some of it, yeah. This is one I I thought was the coolest one he did. Reznor and Ross previously won an Oscar for the score of David Fincher's The Social Network and a Grammy for the soundtrack to Fincher's The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. And Reznor has two additional Grammys for Nine Inch Nails music. So, yeah, all he's got to do is snag a Tony. And uh, he gets the, the EGOT, which is pretty wild, man. Uh, yeah, the music's really, really cool, and the show is fantastic. Uh, Slipknot drummer Jay Weinberg announced... Oh, wait, Marissa. Let's go back to Marissa. Yes. Uh, Just real quick. uh, I'm up for Emmy tomorrow. What? Shut up. (laughs) Oh, for the... um, A local Emmy? Yes. Yeah, for your... uh, Oh, for the... the... Nursery Gamer thingy? For FTW Philly. Yes, it's on NBC Sportsnet. uh, Or NBC Sports, I'm sorry. Um, I didn't really want to, like, make a big deal about it. You should have made a big deal about it. I just want to uh, congratulate all the people I work with. Um, Maestro is the, uh, the film company that does all the editing and everything for it. So there's a whole team of people that are part of it. Um, that are up for it. So what's, I just want to wish everybody good luck. What's the category? Um, I, uh, I don't remember. There's Rip. like three of them. They, they, DVDA? They, oh, yeah. dude. <laughs> Steve, you nailed it. It's local hosting? Uh, yeah. It, it's, local it's hosting for, for like a variety? Yeah, it's for like a specific package that we had done. That is awesome. That's congratulations. Done, yeah, so man. Good luck with that. You and Atticus Finch. Okay, yeah. if, if you guys win, do you get a trophy? Yeah, it's yeah. like a legit, like heavy, big, real Emmy trophy. Yeah, it would be the same as local a journalist get for news. Yes, it's the yeah. same thing. That's wonderful. Well, we'll nice. we'll be pulling for you. Thank you. I'll let everybody know via uh, social media. Please do, uh, or you could just text us too. Uh, let me see here. The or you mean everybody else? Yeah. No. All right. Uh, It'd be a lot of people you're to text. Check my account. Who is out. this who keeps texting me? Yeah. Uh, so Jay Weinberg announced he's married his longtime girlfriend, Chloe Howcroft. Uh, Weinberg, who joined the band back in 2014, he is, of course, son of East Street Band drummer Max Weinberg, and subbed for his dad back in 2009, drumming for Bruce Springsteen during the Boss Tour. Uh, behind that year's working on a dream album. He posted a photo of the happy couple on Instagram and wrote, we're married. Text J. Chloe, and then he gives a number to send a picture if you'd like to join our Smile Booth wedding guest book. Um, the Weinberg family portrait by the amazing uh, Richie Beckett. And then uh, he hashtagged it, what a wonderful world. What a um, wonderful world. Oh, you're right. What a wonderful world. Okay. okay. Uh, and then finally, it was 50 years ago today that Jimi Hendrix passed away at the age of 27. Wow, 27. Uh, that yep. that club of legends that he's, died at the age of 27. Yep, he's in there with uh, with uh, Janis Joplin and Jim Morrison, and every one of them had sex with uh, Kathy's father. Yeah, <laughs> was Keith Moon? No, he was older no, than 20, uh, 27, I think. But yeah, Kurt Cobain. Yes, 27 as well. As well. Um, so it was nearly five decades later. The events surrounding his death remain sketchy at best, uh, with the only clear fact being. Uh, that the coroner's report stated that uh, Jimmy had asphyxiated on his own vomit, which mainly consisted of red wine. Monica Daneman, uh, his girlfriend at the time, has long contended that he was alive when placed in the ambulance. Uh, set for release on DVD Blu-ray and CD vinyl on November 20th is Music Money Madness, Jimi Hendrix in Maui. Uh, the film chronicles Jimmy's uh, legendary visit to Maui and how the band became ensnarled with the ill-fated Rainbow Bridge movie produced by their controversial manager, 
Michael Jeffrey. If you've ever seen, and there are a couple of interviews with him, uh, he's very thoughtful and very specific about his music and his approach to songwriting. And, uh, yeah, he's a, a really... Uh, a well-rounded guy. Yeah, yeah. He was ahead of his time, too, as far as the, the instrumentation goes as well. And there you go. That's what I have for you in Music News this morning. Let's take a break, come back, get ready to wrap things up, give away this prize people have been trying to win, our Word of the Week prize. That is on the way. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, Mo Lauda and the Humble. Can't find Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Hear and see more at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Mo Lauda and the Humble. Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Wrapping up the program here at 10.33 a.m. And uh, had a very interesting show today. Yeah. Number of guests on the program. Number of mistakes on the program from <laughs> second one that we began. From start to finish. But I did I did resist the urge to to start drinking, uh, which we, I, I made so many mistakes at the beginning of the show that I felt like I needed to. I needed to. You might die of alcohol poisoning. To numb myself yeah. a little bit. Uh, but I didn't do it. That's later on. It's Friday, man. Uh, so I want to thank uh, Mark Summer. Yeah. Mark's great. Wonderful to catch up with him. Uh, he is hosting a Trivia for a Cause event in support of Generation Citizens Sunday at 8 p.m. And uh, they're going to be doing Double Dare. And, and it's like a Zoom thing that you can get on board. It's pretty cool. Uh, so we have a link to that at WMMR.com. Also, we had director Paul Saltzman on. He's got a film called Meeting the Beatles in India. He had a really cool life experience where he ended up with the Maharishi. And the it was during that time that, that like three or four weeks that the Beatles lived on his, I forgot the, the, the ashram. Name, their, their ashram, yeah. yeah. And uh, and he became pals with them. It was pretty wild. If, if you're uh, mildly a fan of the Beatles, I think this is something you'd probably want to see. Yeah, so uh, that is now available and... Uh, he had mentioned where you can get it. I just don't remember what that is. So Pornhub.com. Actually, uh, Pre- oh, Preston and Steve.com. Has oh, oh, there you yeah. go. Okay, perfect. And also Amy Rutledge. Yeah. She's adorable. Local actress and in a movie called Rent a Pal with Will Wheaton. And it's a freaky looking movie. And you can go to rentapal.movie uh, to rent it and check it out. And it looks like it's a trip. And she was a lot of fun to have on this morning. Brent Porsche is here. Good morning. Happy How are Friday. you? Doing well, thanks. Excellent. You're wearing a hat that says Made for Mischief. That's right. Friday. And it's the weekend, baby. wearing an Aussie for President shirt. Yes, Love sir. That. That's pretty cool. Is that new or have you had that before? Yeah, this is new. This is something. He he put out a whole new line of stuff, I guess, prior to the pandemic or through the pandemic. And uh, this was one of them. I love it, yeah. man. Excellent. Um, well, are you ready for this letter? Yeah, let's do it. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. The letter E as in everybody's working for the weekend. All right. Ah. And we have caller number seven that gets our prize. So caller number seven. At 215-263-WMMR, you will be able to take some money into the weekend. And I'll get you the uh, details 
on that in just a little bit. You got some stuff planned for the program? Do I? Coming up at noon, Workforce Blocks, the reason why I'm wearing the Aussie shirt in the first place. Today's the 50th anniversary of the release of Paranoid from Black Sabbath. Oh, wow. So we're going to be highlighting some tunes from that. It's also the 50th anniversary of the passing of Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, we were just we're chatting just, yeah. about yeah, that. So, so those just, two things happen on the same day. Same day. Crazy, huh? Wow, well, yeah. You know, it's just, it's a short song, but uh, uh, Little Wing, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's a beautiful piece of music. For someone that's as good as a guitar as yeah. he is, he can really get the point across in some two-minute, three-minute songs. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, also coming up, Shine Down today's the fifth anniversary of their album Threat to Survival, so we're going to be highlighting stuff from that as well. I love it, man. Thank you very much, yeah. and uh, have an enjoyable program. Uh, a reminder before we do get our winner and wrap for the day, uh, Kathy's Fall Activities, if you're looking for something to do, Kathy did a lot of research, things that are available uh, even in pandemic quarantine times. It's all the rage, but a lot of people are agreeing that it's probably her best list yet. <laughs> and you'll want to get Kathy's Fall Activities long sleeve t-shirt. Yes. As well. Which is available a limited time, right? Yeah, limited time until Tuesday. So uh, I know a lot of people have ordered it already, but um, get it this weekend if you can. All right. And that's on uh, WMMR.com as well as for a limited time sale, the Preston and Steve shower beer holder with a built-in Bluetooth speaker. So you can have your Bev in the shower and listen to MMR at the same time. The freaking thing is staying on the wall like you have it stuck to the wall behind you and yep. it's on tightly. Freaking stays there. Freaking amazing. Yeah. So. Holding your alcohol with yeah. the Bluetooth speaker. Uh, so you'll be able to get so that. So you can out. wash off your cat brain. And like, <laughs> and like I said earlier, listen, it's only on sale till Tuesday. So if you know a big fan of the show, order this as a Christmas gift. Oh, good idea. Uh-huh. Might get be kind it. of fun to find under the tree. Yeah, get it now. Uh, and then we're going to go to the phones and see if we can get caller number seven. And it is Jody who is on the line. Hi, Jody. Hi, good morning. How are you? Wonderful. Jody, do you know the word of the week? Steve. Hello, Steve. Uh-huh. That's it. Yeah. Wow. Well done, Jody. Nice, simple prize for you, a $300 Visa gift card from Ardent Credit Union, okay? Absolutely fabulous. Drinks are on Jody this weekend. Yes, they are, and I'm going to get a Bluetooth speaker now. Excellent. Good call. All right, hang on the line, Jody. We'll get your information, and don't forget, with Ardent Credit Union, uh, free checking pays you uh, cash. You can visit ardentcu.org. Thank you to our sponsors. President Steve Show has been brought to you today by Duncan. Uh, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Also brought to you by uh, AutopartsExpress.com. Yay! Hard to find break name parts available the same day. Uh, next week on the program, we're filling up uh, Ian Summerholder. Ah. Uh, you know from Lost. Absolutely. And Vampire Diaries. Correct. And Matthew Modine mm-hmm. will be joining us from tons of great movies and Stranger Things. Uh, we also have... Um, what does that say? Dateline correspondent. Oh, Dateline. That looks like a P. I'm like, Pateline? What is Pateline? Dateline correspondent Josh... Um, Mankiewicz. Mankiewicz. remember him, yeah. Uh, and uh, Big J Ogres is going to be on the show. Ah. And we'll talk to our friend Tracy Davidson over at NBC. Excellent. She's moving her shifts. Uh, that is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great weekend, and we will see you later, gang. Bye-bye. <laughs> The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Hey, Mikey. No sad, bro. I quit. Have fun building f***ing doors. <laughs> Next message. Sounds like everybody woke up on the right side of the dirt this morning. 
Bazooks, happy Friday. Go sad, bro. Have a good weekend. Next message. I plead with you. Get the f*** out of the left lane! 95 is not yours! And I'm not talking about one or two of it. I'm talking about a percentage of 30. You just hold the f***ing lane like it's yours! The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.